Hello and a very warm welcome to Fans About Films. This is the eighth episode of my podcast, but it is actually the second English language episode. Um, greetings to you. I hope you uh, are many who listen and I have a new guest. Please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone out there. Um, my name is Wendell. Uh, very simply, I am an Englishman. So that's what that strange accent is. <laughs> I am a, a composer, a pianist, a podcaster. I live in Mexico City. And uh, yeah, it is my pleasure to uh, be here today. That's fantastic. Um, uh, is there anything else you want to tell us? Yeah, so I, I met this uh, lovely gentleman here, Lessa, on uh, Twitter, where I meet all the best people. <laughs> and, yeah, we connected over, I think, well, I saw your uh, Alice in Wonderland episode, which I believe was the first English language episode that you yes. did. Yes, it was. Um, I enjoyed your thoughts. I learned a lot. I thought I had learned everything I needed to know about that film, but no, I learned so much more. So thank you for that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it, was, it was a very nice, relaxing chat, and I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed listening and continue to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Thank you very much, and I enjoy listening uh, to your stuff and also reading your stuff. It's just uh, so much fun always getting the updates. So, uh, why don't you tell our listeners uh, what our topic is? Because it was kind of your idea. Absolutely. Well, if there's one thing you should know about me is that I'm dangerous. No, if there's one thing you should know about me is that I, I am a huge uh, Pixar fan who isn't. Um, and I mean, my I am looking at my uh, webcam right now and surrounding the webcam is possibly every Pixar toy in existence. Um, I have littered my desk uh, with these, these beautiful, amazing, fleshed-out characters. And I decided that a, a, maybe a good topic for today's episode would be to, to, to look at the best and worst of Pixar. Some of our favorite movies, some of our not-so-favorite movies, and, uh, you know, just give our opinion and, um, you know, open it up for a hopefully interesting discussion. Yeah, I actually thought it was a, a pretty good topic. Because I have also my history with Pixar. I am a big, big fan of them. Uh, always have been, you know, because it was it, it was it is kind of like one of the big franchises for a kid nowadays, and it and that goes back to the first Toy Story. Um, it's 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 considered a classic nowadays, rightfully so, or uh, for several reasons. Um, but it, what? Yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting not talking about the whole thing because even though there aren't as many movies as in some other franchises or, or something like that. There's a lot to say about some of them. So I think we will just browse through some of them and we will find out which ones are the best and worst in uh, our opinions. Um, who should start and which one? And, and I think it's just going to be a mixture of everything, you know, not just first bad and then good or something, just uh, just free flow. Yeah, just give, give our thoughts. Yeah, I well, I would. I am here, and I am so so enthusiastic about it. But I am actually more interested to hear uh, your thoughts because obviously I know my own. So, <laughs> so uh, start us off. Start us off. Well, let's see. Um, there are several ones I don't much care for, you know. But but it's. Uh, I've uh, let me start with this. 
I have come to terms with Pixar in the way that they have to do some movies that are not as good and original as others because those movies help them to make the good movies. You know, they have to do certain movies that are, um, uh, which are sure to be a hit. That's the reason they are doing a third Cars movie, I guess. And uh, I, I mean, it's it's out. It's out now in America. It's not out here in Germany yet. And I hope I don't have not, to. No, no, no I, I, oh, okay. it's not because there's uh, it, it, there's um, most of the time kind of a delay because of the dubbing and also like the uh, the marketing and everything. Um, sometimes uh, the international movies start here first, but it depends on the audience. And I think uh, in America they are certain that hey, it's 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 going to be a big hit uh, over here. So whatever. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I mean, in England, we used to, I don't know if it's still the case, but at least when I, I lived there, we would usually get it before America. And I'm privileged here in Mexico because strangely, we get it usually a month, at least two weeks before America too. So hmm. <laughs> it's quite strange. And interestingly, the new uh, the new Pixar film coming out uh, very soon, Coco, um, I think we get that over a month before America. So um, yeah, well, I, I'm in a happy place. <laughs> but that kind, of, that kind of makes sense with that movie, don't you think? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's, no, I think it's uh, frustrating on the one hand because I, I can't, talk about it with my my friends <laughs> i have to keep yeah keep my lips sealed but um uh no it's that's that's interesting um <laughs> it certainly is well um so that's that's my thing with pixar you know, sometimes they have to do the lesser movies to do the bigger movies they have them financially so you can kind of excuse the car franchise with that but not much because uh, the, fir the first Cars, I wasn't interested in it at all because I don't care about Cars at all. <laughs> um, you know, Cars as things. Um, you know, it's, it's great to have Cars. You know, it's, it's great to drive around in them. You know, they're great machinery, very great uh, invention, but I don't care about Cars. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they get you from A to B, so yeah. <laughs> so, even as yeah. a kid, I didn't play with toy cars or anything. I, I was much more like the swords guy. Um, but whatever. <laughs> and so I watched the first cars like later on DVD and didn't really get into it. You know, there are some things I found funny and likable. You know, I, I liked the, the hippie truck. Um, I, I think I think he was voiced by the late George Carlin. Um, I liked some of the... But that's about it, you know. There were some decent jokes with that but everything else the problem is the cast universe doesn't make sense you know in 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 some ways because even when i watched it on a dvd i i wasn't really the big movie buff uh back then but but even i realized what what is the sense of uh tractor cows because you know all the <laughs> Because all the other, I I actually found that quite, what, what, kind of insulting. Because wouldn't it be, wouldn't it make much more sense if a tractor cows were like farmers or something? You know, uh, right. instead of cows. So are they saying that all farmers are stupid with this? But, but yeah. <laughs> That's always kind of you touch on a great point because that's always kind of puzzled me because sometimes 
with that series, I mean, it's, it's very, very clear with, with the Cars films what they're going for and what they're describing, you know, that kind of mid-Western America. But sometimes, I don't know, if I was Midwestern, maybe I would feel a little bit insulted <laughs> because it, it kind of takes jabs at it and at the same time celebrates it. And I don't, I don't really know where it stands. And, yeah, the, the world is quite difficult to figure out sometimes. I mean... I, I think it's at the end of the movie, you see, like, flies that are cars, too. Uh, like, little insects. Um, and you okay. also... Yeah, you, you also see little planes that are um, birds in, in the second one, I think. Yeah. So so, yeah, so that that's weird. It isn't quite fleshed out as much as we are used to with Pixar films, but... Yeah, it's the same with um, in the in the first one, uh, Bessie, um, the one that pushes out Tar on the road. Like she isn't, or he isn't really sentient, but all the other cars are. It, it's it's yeah. almost like it's ninety percent uh, there, and then the the, the other ten percent is left for your imagination. But um, yeah, I, I I feel the same as you. I don't really care for this franchise as much as the others, but. Interestingly, after watching Cars 3, and I will be interested in hearing your opinion if you if you do go and see it, because I actually kind of changed my mind. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I heard something about it, but my problem is I am so not interested in it. I really hope I don't have to see it. There are certain kids' movies coming out I really don't want to see it, but I might have to see it because of my little brother. I don't want to see this Pickleball Me free despite having enjoyed the first two because I'm just done. I'm done with this because right. they kind of ruined the first movie with all this other stuff. And, and the Cars movie, I just don't care about them. The, but the funny thing I'm, I'm, I'll come to in a second, but the other thing is with a cast franchise, it's it's just it seems like the writers don't really care, you know. It seems like they ju they are just making up things when they need them, you know. It, it's just oh, we have an idea for a joke. Does it fit in the universe? Does it make sense? No, it's just a joke. All right, let let's let's stick it in there. It's a yeah. It's a, it's a, I think it it definitely caters more to. Uh, the children, this one, whereas a really strong Pixar film would cater to to everyone uh, yeah. of any age. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I did grow up around a lot of cars. You know, I would line my cars up along my carpet and pretend like there were streets and things like that. Um, <laughs> we live a very boring life in England, uh, so, <laughs> so I, I grew up around it. But I, I'm. I mean, I'm also a huge. Um, uh, petrol head I love uh, Formula One so strangely I while I didn't really care for the story in the first one I like some of the characters but I, I didn't really care for the story the the one that most people didn't like the second one was the one that I attached to more strongly because it had all those Formula One references and perhaps because I'm, I'm British I like the spy elements I enjoyed Finn McMissile you know I I think I just enjoyed uh, seeing my interests being catered to because I, I, I never expect there to be uh, Pixar does Formula One ever. So <laughs> this was like my my little taste of my interests combined. But that still doesn't make 
you know them good films it just means that it it gives me something to uh, watch and enjoy um i did enjoy the the villainous professor z in the second film too uh, he, he was almost like a classic bond villain but um yeah at the same time i think cars 2 does probably fall at the bottom of my list just because the story it focused on mater it focused on a character that that i i didn't care as much you know for and that was maybe its problem. It needed to focus a little more on on lightning, the main character. Yeah, because um, because that's what I wanted to say um, earlier. Um, I, I don't think really tractor cows are the insult to mid uh, Midwest Americans. I think the in real insult is Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. Um, I mean, if you do get to see the third one. It is very, um, you know, I would say it's quite mature writing considering what we've had so far. Yeah. I do think it's the strongest of the bunch, uh, much better sequel than, than Cars 2, um, because I, it knew exactly what story it wanted and needed to tell. It's a little, um, <coughs> excuse my throat, it's a little um, lengthy, it's a little long, which I think is true of all these Cars films. So if you don't like them, you're sat in that seat for a long time uh, <laughs> not liking them so um, but yeah it, it's definitely the stronger um, of the three I think um, but yeah like I said before they, they fall at the bottom of the list I just it, it's not that they're awful it's just that I just don't care for them that's it because when the first teaser came out I almost busted a gut laughing at the imagery you know like like with with, with a writing like uh, with a text saying now it all changes or something and you have like this bleak color scheme and you have a point of view of a car and then lightning mcqueen you know kind of shattering in slow motion and i'm sitting there like what the hell did Zack snyder take over or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty powerful i mean what you see in the trailer, you know, happens very early in the film, and you know, at least the the children around me in in the cinema, they they were they were kind of shocked. So <laughs> they like lots of gasps. So so I think it it, it it is working for for a lot of the kids who are watching this. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, it, I, I could take I could take these films or leave them. Um, I just I just don't care enough. But um, yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, great characters. Nothing about the characters or the character design. It's just the story's a bit lacking for me. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Actually, when I watch, I didn't want to watch the second one, but my little brother wanted to because he, no, no big shock, uh, is a big fan of the first one. So I took him to the cinema and surprisingly I got much deeper into that one because of the spy aspect, because it didn't focus so much uh, it didn't focus just on racing because i just i find uh, car racing so boring but uh, it, here you know with, with a spy aspect and actually cars getting killed in horrific ways you know like, like the bruce <laughs> bruce campbell car getting blown up and everything yes. it, that was just that, that was actually really cool and also like with, with a pseudo german bond villain um, I, I got into that. I, I actually found that uh, pretty uh, pretty amusing, and also uh, I, I kind of liked the twist because I, I mean, you know, it's it's a children's film, but I actually didn't see it coming, and I yes. don't know how much sense it made. I I, I, I forget the details, but it actually <laughs> no <Not> whatsoever. <laughs> and th there was one 
and I don't much care, you know. I, I saw it in the German dubbing, and I think the uh, the Meta voice isn't quite as annoying in the German version as uh, in the English one. And I don't have a problem with Larry the Cable, but with Larry the Cable guy, it's just you know, it's it's it, it's really weird how they made him the central character, and uh, and uh, as a uh, as a result. I think they really sidelined side him in the third one, from what I've heard. They did. So yeah, like, oh, we were so sorry. We are so sorry. You know, here, here, he's just, you know, it's kind of like what we did with George R. Bings in episode two and three. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that, maybe there was a little little backtracking there. Yeah, but, totally. Um, because... But, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's still it's still so enjoyable. And there, there are some... Uh, there are definitely some films that are a little lower than these films on my list, but we'll get to those. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, 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 I'll I'm, save the surprise. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, your worst one is Wally, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, oh, I'm Incredibles. Oh, yeah. oh damn it. It's stupid superhero crap. Right yeah, no. Uh, um, the, um, oh, damn it, what was it? One of the things I and, and there was one scene where Tomeda made me laugh in the sequel, and that was at the very end where he just uh, he he just is making faces for no reason. It seems like for no reason, you know. He's like, and I'm like, oh Christ, what? Why is he doing this? And then the camera turns around and he is uh, making faces to one of the uh, British guards. And I'm like, all right, that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually clever, you know. They got me there. And the rest, it's true. And the rest, you know, I like the British car. I like the, I like the spy stuff. You know, it, it it's, it doesn't make much sense, but whatever. It's a kids film. It's entertaining. The the Jaikino music, uh, the, yes. this the pseudo surfing theme was actually pretty good, and it it was visually more interesting because of all the guns and explosions. And uh, what was funny is because uh, in the original the Finn Mac Missile car is voiced by Michael Caine, which which right. makes sense. But in the German version, they didn't use the usual um, voice actor for Michael Caine. They used the German voice actor for Daniel Craig. Interesting. Yeah, wow. I, I thought it was very interesting. So uh, the, the Bond reference was even stronger in the German version, and I, I really, oh, really like that. that. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy Michael Caine, but no, that's interesting. Yeah, I noticed with the because they they got some uh, Formula One drivers to do the voicings of uh, certain side characters. Um, yeah, and, and the German had Lewis version. Hamilton, I know. I think the German version had Sebastian Vettel, uh, yeah. and then obviously uh, Fernando Alonso and, and people like that. So that that's quite interesting. But yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it, I mean, that talking to you now, it, it seems like you you share similar thoughts. You know, for people who don't care for the Cars franchise as much we kind of enjoy cars too a little more <laughs> than the people who yeah. really enjoy it just just couldn't care less for that film i they, mean they really despise it story quality wise is probably a lesser film than the first one but it actually had more stuff in it that i was interested in because yes, i just exactly. don't care about the racing and you know technically it, it might be a worst a worse movie than the first one it actually was the first critical dot from pixar when i'm Correct. You know, that was the yeah, first oh, one. It was critically panned. Yeah, yeah it was the first one that really got panned, and it actually wasn't also a big hit, uh, uh, as big of a hit uh, at the box office. 
So that was and and so I'm really I'm really baffled why they actually bothered to make a third one. And it, it's it's not even John Lasseter directing it like in the first two cases mm. because uh, that was his baby. He is a huge fan of cars and all that stuff and it, that was pretty much like a, a pet project of, of his and, and his wife actually said to him, you know you, you might get some backlash because not everybody is a, as big of a fan of cars as you are and I'm like, ah, you should have listened <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true well, I mean, I know obviously in the, the Disney theme parks there is a lot of cars, merchandise and attractions and rides, so I, it I, is. I think that definitely plays a big part into it Yeah, I wonder if, um, uh, you know, if you I went there a few years ago, and it actually was pretty cool, uh, uh, yeah. standing in the middle of uh, Radiator Springs, you know, it was pretty fun. Yeah, it's true. I, I think, you know, and look, uh, a really terrible Pixar film is still a good film. It's still okay, you know, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's still scenes where I'm like, ah, actually, that's pretty good, that's pretty funny. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to, you know, criticize them too much, but, um, yeah, it, it's just when I come to a Pixar film, I'm looking for, you know, strong character arcs, uh, really strong stories on, you know, socio-political commentary and, and just, just a really, really interesting presentation of ideas that I haven't seen before. So, you know, I, I'm judging them by their own, um, Standards, you know, their own very, very high standards. <laughs> but um, yeah, certainly at, at the turn, at, at the start of this decade, um, you know, Cars 2, Brave, Monsters University, I, I, I think for most people, this they kind of fell a little bit in people's estimations, you know, and DreamWorks really started to crank out a lot of, you know, solid content, starting with uh, How to Train Your Dragon. So yeah, and also yeah. Shrek, you know, where they actually were the first, um, uh, Shrek was the first uh, animated movie Oscar winner, you know, they beat yeah. Pixar that year, the, the very first year they, they introduced that Academy Award, so uh, they, they won against uh, Monsters, Inc. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fascinating, because it's, I mean, I think certainly when when Inside Out came along, you know, after 2015, they're one of them, you know, they, they cared much more about the story and everything. And the other one, it was pretty much like a a tech demo of what they could do with animation, at least with animation of um, environment. Be because uh, on a story level, it was just, you know, a bunch of different movies roped into one I've seen a million times before. But, right. to be fair, um, The Good Dinosaur might be one of the lesser Pixar movies, but I was actually shocked by how much emotion they got out of it at the end. I actually was near... I, 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 there was a little tear in my eye at the goodbye scene. So, so I'm like, I'm, so I'm like, God damn it, Pixar, you just... Damn it, you, you're doing it again, you know? It's just because I actually went into this movie wanting to just despise it, you know, based on the trailers and everything. I just wanted to hate it, you know, coming out and doing my review and just ranting for... 30 minutes but then 
I'm sitting in front of my camera and I'm like, I can't, I can't rant about this because yeah, it's it's not a very good movie, but it really isn't that bad. It's it's just, it you know, it's it's pretty mediocre, but at the end, it's just it's so heartfelt and and it it feels pretty earned, and I was actually pretty shocked by that. Oh, absolutely, yeah, I, I, that's Pixar always punching us in the feels. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> they're always. They always bring such a such an emotional connection. I think this one and uh, the Good Dinosaur and uh, Brave also they felt a little more uh, Disney to me, if I can say that. They felt more like a Disney animated classic than say Pixar. Got a good But point, one yeah. thing I really enjoyed about the Good Dinosaur, as you mentioned, was the the animation. It's it's a stunning. It's a beautiful. Uh, visual masterpiece. The water, really the mountains. It's yeah. like, why did they even bother animating it? You know. And also, when I watched the the Revenant, I I kind of recognized some of the environment. So I was like, did they film the same areas? As they, <laughs> as they, yeah, it, it actually, it, it actually, uh, there were some um, scenes that kind of looked familiar. And I was uh, I was actually pretty, uh, I, I thought it was pretty cool. It, it seems like they filmed the same areas and, and animated them where, you know, in The Revenant, they filmed them for real. But I thought that was actually pretty interesting. When you go back and watch both of those movies again, there are some similarities. Um, yeah, it, it, it actually, it, it looks gorgeous, except, you know, for the obvious cartoon quality of the dinosaurs, which I found a little off-putting at first, but I, you know, I kind of got used to it. And overall, there's not much to say about that one. You know, I, I don't much care for it, but it actually, the emotional payoff is actually, uh, it's actually pretty strong. And I was, I was actually, um, yeah, I, I was a, a bit baffled by it, you know, but, but for the most part, you know, it's not, it's it's a movie I, I'm not going to see again. You know, it's just, it's it's a one and done because it, it just yeah. hasn't much merit. Yeah, there's not, a lot of narrative for me to attach to so yeah it doesn't really appeal to my personal taste as much if there's other pixar movies on the shelf i'm probably going to reach for those first yeah uh, um but uh, yeah but I, i again you know i wouldn't say it's a bad movie i feel like i'm going to say this a lot this episode <laughs> and also it's not a bad movie it was it. <laughs> it just like brave it was one of those movies that went through like different writers and directors you know they just pushed it aside and And from person to person, with an attempt to fix it, and and you can you can kind of and I'm like I'm sitting there at the end credits. I'm like, this has like seven or eight writers, really. Yeah. <laughs> the good dinosaur, with, with this kind of dialogue, and so ah, that was actually pretty weird to me. Which brings us to the other movie that was like that. This is an interesting story with Brave. Because when I saw the teaser trailer, I, I, I think I, I got, I, I didn't get that excited for a Pixar movie, like for any Pixar movie, because it, it looked so different. It looked like, it didn't look like anything Pixar had ever done before. I was very, very excited. You know, you, you just see this uh, redhead chick and she has a bow and there's this big scary bear and, and it's some kind of magic. It looked awesome, and then the later trailers also intrigued me. You know, they, there was a little bit more of a plot, so I was like, "All right, so it's about this." You know, it's about this mother-daughter relationship, but it's also about you know, it's about it's about the girl who wants to be strong in an environment she really isn't allowed to be, 
and I was like, okay, I, I kind of, I've kind of seen this before, but it's from Pixar, and I, I'm sure they can do something, something else with it. So for the first like, and I went to see it alone. I, I don't know why my little brother wasn't there. Maybe I, I maybe he was a little too young, and I'm um, with certain movies. I'm gonna see them first alone to see if he wouldn't get scared. I'm, I'm glad I went to this alone because I guess he would have get gotten scared, especially in the end. Um, right now, not uh, not an, not anymore. You've seen this movie now, but I am for the first like half hour or forty five minutes. I was okay, you know. I I was actually I was getting into it. I liked the characters. I liked the setup. Um, I was, but it was weird how the queen seemed to have more power than the king. It's 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 really weird how she always says, you know, do this, do this, and the father's like, oh come on, you know, and so I'm like, why doesn't the father get more influence on her? Because it's 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 just so weird how the queen always pushes her, and and the, the father really doesn't care. There was a little bit um, difficult for me, but it was okay. Also, when the witch shows up, I actually found that amusing, and um, it was kind of pandering, but I liked it. And so I was actually really into it, and I didn't know where the movie was going to go. And then she gives her mother the cake, and I'm like, oh, wow, what? where does this lead to, you know? I, I was, uh, And then she, she kind of falls down, and the blanket is on her, and I'm like, oh, what, is she turning into a, a snake or something? You know, it, it was just... <laughs> I, I, really, I really thought, oh, she, she's going to be some monster now and everything. And then she rises up and you see she's a bear. And the second I saw that, I had like... I, I threw like the, the biggest fit ever because I was so angry. I, was all, I almost got up and left. That was that was the first that was the first time that was the first time I got so angry in the theater I almost stood up because in that second the whole movie just rushed through me and I knew where it was gonna go and I knew what they were gonna do with it and for some reason I stayed and to be fair it's not badly done it's entertaining you know it's heartfelt it's amusing i like the um i like the uh, little um boys and and i like you know the, the, the whole spiel with how they uh, how the scots you know hunt them and the little boys uh, distract them i like that i like the ending fight and everything and, and i like the ending as well so i'm not gonna say like it's a bad movie or it's my least favorite because it actually, you know, it actually did this cookie cutter, seen it a million times before story, well. Kind of like how we did it with A Good Dinosaur, but this one I think it's, it's the better movie. But that's just the problem. I've seen it before. And I've seen it before from Disney also, you know? And, and Brother Bear was a stronger movie than this one. And it just, you know, it just frustrates me. Because you... I actually heard that the witch character and the plot about the witch, everything, that didn't come into the movie until, like, half of the animation was finished. So, yeah, yes, so you can see... And, and I'm just baffled how that movie won the Academy Award that year because that was, like, the beginning of a time where the, where the Oscars really started getting unfair, you know, where it's... Uh, a few years ago, 
they were still fair, you know, in the like the mid to the, you know, early 2000s to the like the sometimes after Return of the King got best picture, sometimes after yeah. that, it, it, it seemed like they wanted to make up for the fact that they that a fantasy movie earned best picture because now they just they're off the rails now and it's really really frustrating seeing the, the people who get nominated for certain things you know with, with actors and everything I don't have much of a problem with when it goes to like sometimes effects or um, cinematography and especially music you know if the fact that Dario Marianelli and uh, James Newton Howard didn't get nominated for their respective scores uh, right. Kubo and the Two Strings and Fantastic Beasts that really really angered me a lot because you can't be serious about this. At least, you know, Kubo really should have earned at least a nomination. Because that was one of the best scores of the last few years. And it also was, in, in, it also was integral to the plot. You know, the plot is actually, it has something to do about music and everything. So the music is often more important. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, that frustrates me. But in, in case with Brave... You know, the movie has a lot of problems and uh, the, the character development is sometimes lacking. And also, I think they really push it with how scary the bear is because that is the stuff of nightmares. That's like, even, <laughs> you know, scary, yeah. even like uh, Don Bluth couldn't have come up with something that was no. more scary. <laughs> exactly. No, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, I think I was... I was at least initially interested because it, it's it's set in the motherland. It's set in Britain, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, this is this has got to be interesting, you know. Um, okay, Hollywood doesn't have a great history of doing Europe well or having any actual real research knowledge of Europe. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> hard. For example, um, you know, Spain and Mexico are the, are the same country, apparently. Um, like even even a quick Google search will will, will, will inform you a little better. But um, yeah, but still, you know, they they did a good job with that. They got the Scottish composer Patrick Doyle in. He did a great score. It's nice to have that in the canon. Yeah, um, and yeah, it, it, it focuses on that mother daughter relationship. But still, the the story is, uh, you know, it can kind of be summed up into five words. You know, turns into bear, then listens. You know, like she listens to her daughter. So it's like, well, uh, so I mean, it's interesting to hear you say that the witch wasn't there. Which, wow, this was really bare bones without her. Um, there just, there just isn't much there to to, to grab onto. And I, I think at this time, it there, there was just not a lot going on. And it, again, like I said, it felt more classic Disney than Pixar, or, or you know, like any animation studio could have put this one out. You know, and two years after. After how how to train your dragon, I think I just expected a lot more. And again, you know, we we're just judging Pixar by its own standards. You yeah, know, the the story is so freaking amazing most of the time, and this was kind of just like a uh, I don't know a, a subpar TV episode. So <laughs> yeah, and also um, um, I don't you know. know. And, and, and listen, it, 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 I, another thing I'm a huge fan of is, is Star Trek, and uh, guess what? You cannot have. 700 plus episodes and that many movies and not have some bad eggs you know i mean it's, <laughs> there's going to be some things that aren't as good but um yeah i, I mean i like merida i like the princess herself of course pixar's only disney princess so um there yeah we go. <laughs> yeah that's, that's pretty cool actually yeah um I, because of the first teaser 
I don't know if, if I'm the only one who's thinking like this, but the first teaser also give me like gave me like a strong Miyazaki vibe. Mm. It actually it actually looked like something that he might have done, you know. It it it, it if if he did, you know, 3D and uh, everything because and also in in the finished movie you can see some of those influences kind of. Yeah. And I find that very very interesting, you know, Pixar kind of doing something something different. Uh, But, yeah, I think we said everything we need to say about those. Pretty much, you know, and the only thing I would say is that maybe the story itself couldn't decide on what it was. Yeah. I mean, they called the movie Brave, which I understand, but it's, at least in English, the English version, but I was still like, uh, maybe there's a better title than that. Um, I know it was meant to be called The Bear and the Bow originally, which still doesn't quite work, so huh. it's 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 pretty clear that the story isn't even sure itself what, what it's meant to be and what it's trying to be. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. It's like putting beans on toast and doing that well. Like, it, well, you've done that well because that's a really simple dish to do, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not lasagna or it was, you know, maybe something a little uh, harder to pull off, but, um, Yeah, but but still, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. I, I will watch it. And if it's on, I'm probably going to watch it until the end. Of course, I will close <laughs> my eyes when the bear appears. But <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah, maybe Brave was like the working title, you know, because of, you know, because of Braveheart or something. I don't know. And then they forgot. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, <laughs> and then they forgot. That to... makes it even worse for me. <laughs> yeah. And then they forgot to change it, you know, kind of like Tommy Wiseau in the room. Uh, well, better brave than freedom, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, yeah, yeah. That's actually is an interesting theory. You know, maybe they just they they didn't pay someone to think of a good title because in actually um, in, in Germany the movie is called um, Merida: Legend of the Highlands. Of course, yeah, that it, is a movie that, that makes me want to go to the cinema. Yeah, because uh, Merida <laughs> Legende der Highlands. So, so I just uh, I, I translated the, the title into English, but it actually, yeah, it's it's the, the German translation of Merida Legend of the Highlands, which which is uh, kind of um, yeah, it's a better fitting title. You know, sometimes Germany does that right because most of the time they just change titles for no reason. You know, like how <laughs> Four of the Dark World became Four of the Dark Kingdom over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it was something, it, that's something about uh, German policy, kind of, because you can't have two movies with kind of the same title in Germany. There's some kind of rights problem or something. So, oh, so uh, and there's a Russian movie um, distributed in Germany or something that was called like The Dark World. So they couldn't call the third four movie that. And also, um, The Huntsman Winter's War was called The Huntsman and the Ice Queen over here, which makes more sense because there's no Winter's War in the movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a whole yeah, other, I... that's a whole other topic, maybe for another time. But yeah, that's actually kind of interesting. Um, oh, absolutely. Well, we are already talking about the weaker ones, so just let's stay that way, you know, so we can enjoy the good stuff later, you know, kind of like Yeah, dessert. I agree, you know, and, and like you said, it's not... The, They're not terrible, just you no. know, slightly weaker. So yeah, none yeah. of them I think is, is terrible, you know. So yeah, how well, there is one that I that I have to get off my my chest actually, and maybe better do it here than later. All right, all right. <laughs> But um, 
Yeah, it's something that I I know a lot of my friends don't agree with, but it's 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 a book's life, <laughs> and it's it has some problems for me. And and while I while I definitely enjoyed it as a kid, mm-hmm. the older I get, the more I see problem after problem after problem after problem. And yes, they are my problems, and I recognize that. You know, everyone else can enjoy it without these. But um, I think that the kind of the kind of general problem with it for me is that it's such a dark film. And and what what I mean by that is it. <laughs> It kind of feels much more, much more of an adult universe. I mean, yes, Flick is in search of mean, evil bugs. You know, the the whole ant colony sends Flick, uh, you know, to almost certain danger. Um, you know, they're 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 almost they're always trying to get rid of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's very few kind of positive. Um, uh, moments in the film, you know, except for, you know, I mean, my only shining beacon of positivity is is Dot, you know, the princess's younger sister, because she is really the only character who believes in Flick, um, because she feels like an outsider herself, and she's not able to fly. And of course, when she does sprout her wings, that kind of gives Flick the belief in himself, the belief that he can, in fact, return and save the colony. So, yeah, I mean, aside from that, that is an important character to be there because without that, I mean, I, let, let me just, I don't want to rant about this, but I, I very well could do. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the words, um, die, dead and death are used so often in this movie. Um, it, it, it's supposedly kid friendly, this movie, but I mean, there's, <clears throat> okay. There's even euthanasia. So <laughs> if you, <laughs> If you've all forgotten, I mean, at one point, Flick even asks another bug to kill him. Um, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, you're right. The, the kids, the kids in film, like the um, the, the the younger ants, the the children, um, mm. whatever they're called, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, they even hear a grasshopper say how their their their, their boss, their their queen, is going to be squished just to teach them all a lesson. Um, I, the kids almost burn to death when the bird crash lands. Um, <laughs> then Flick gets beaten uh, two minutes later. I mean, it's so kind of mean-spirited. I, I just spend the entire film tense. Um, even the circus is kind of failing, you know, when we first see it. No one likes the show. Um, at <laughs> one point, even the stick insect says, our reputation precedes us, you know. So <laughs> it's kind of... I, I, the more I watch it, the more I'm, I'm getting just this this dark, constant tension, and that is not really um, true to, to Pixar. And and look, I, I I get it. I mean, the the world is beautiful. I enjoyed seeing books. They pulled off some really uh, difficult technical aspects of this world. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think in general that the story just doesn't engage me enough it's it's a little too dark for me it's a foregone conclusion before it ever gets off the ground it's a little predictable it's not you know i mean i'm i find myself a little distracted with this film sadly you know i'm i'm kind of reaching for my phone or or, or doing other things instead of uh, you know watching it so yeah i, I mean I, I mentioned that because one thing that people uh, criticize Pixar a lot for is the the suicide in The Incredibles and and we'll come to that later. <laughs> I, 
Well, that that I don't really care because it, <laughs> you know not not to make light of it, but I, I felt it was, it was you know kind of tongue in cheek. It was it, it was for laughs, you know, and uh, at least when when he's saved and he didn't want to be saved and blah blah blah. You know, I, I didn't really mind that, but you know, I, I would remind everyone of. of <laughs> just all the death in this film you know i mean watch it again and see for yourself i mean yeah also like maybe i'm the only one but yeah also like the, the, the bad guy like like kills like three of his guys you know uh with with like this this um avalanche of nuts or whatever it was right yeah and actually you know i figured it out you know i, I don't know if you watch the walking dead um but I, I do enjoy this villain Hopper quite a bit. I mean, if you think about it, he is Negan from The Walking Dead. Yes, he, he totally is. He's Negan, right? You know, I mean, he's the animated Negan um, before Negan was ever conceived. You know, his his <laughs> his gang even brings out like a rabid zombie-looking grasshopper with yeah, a that was, metal. That was just weird. That was, <laughs> like that, was, that was totally weird. I didn't get that one at all. No, 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 no. But um, yeah, I mean, as I was watching, it, I was just thinking, oh my god, this guy is Negan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're practically a biker gang as well. He's always ordering his his uh, cronies. You know, he's like, let's ride, and then their wings suddenly rev up like a motorbike. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, he's such a such a badass. You know, he's so horrible to everyone. He is the 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 animated Pixar Negan. <laughs> <laughs> great. That's a great summary. Yeah. I kind of disagree with you on certain points because please go ahead yeah. um, because uh, it is a film that I I, I think I, it it kind of had it I think it kind of had a hard time because it came after Toy Story and Toy Story yes. did a lot of things different than most of animated kids movies you know there wasn't really because um a uh, uh, bug's life feels much more traditional in the way that there's an obvious villain there's an obvious hero you know where in toy story it was much more gray area you know the, you d didn't really have a villain you know the, the the closest a villain was was like you know the the kid who likes to destroy his toys so yeah in this universe it kind of makes him like an evil overlord and a serial killer but in broad terms It's like, you know, he, he's kind of like a normal kind of troubled kid. So, and in yeah. that one, you also had like two characters who were kind of like dicks to each other, you know, so, um, and, and one of them uh, tries to kill the other one at certain points, or at least get, tries to get rid of him, and he acts really selfish and has to come to terms at the end. So, yeah, A Bug's Life being much more traditional, I think, was kind of like a tip-off. Uh, in a way so and it also it, it is a bright movie you know it's colorful i kind of disagree with of you know with you in, in the terms of it being dark you know yeah you know it has its dark moments but that's nothing to com that's nothing compared to some of the things disney did you know in in like hunchback oh, no, or no, even no. like in, in snow white <laughs> so and even you know toy story has some dark creepy stuff in it um so I don't have a problem with that because I think that's that just that's what kids can handle. You know, the, the yeah. kind of zom zombie thing is a little much. You know, I, I don't know what that was about, but and also like the villain getting eaten alive. You know, I'm I'm I have a twisted sense of humor in that regard, and I, even even as a kid, I loved his death. It was actually. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I probably did too. To be I, fair, <laughs> I, I really, I really liked it. I liked, you know, how they were kind of like the biker gang. 
I have some problems with the movie. You know, I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's a fine movie. It's an entertaining and, and cool kids flick. It, it seems a little long at times, but I love the circus box. I love this gang. I love... And we, and we fully represented. We have an English character and a German character. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love the... I love the um, the chemistry they have. I love the jokes they do. I have a beautiful butterfly. And I love, right. <laughs> um, I, I love that aspect, you know, and I like also how he thinks they are killers. I like that plot, you know, how, how he mm. thinks they are killers. And then he, he, it turns out, or they are just a circus artist. I, uh, what I don't enjoy, yeah, I don't enjoy the end, the end colony much because they are all assholes. I hate that princess, you know, the, the adult princess, because she she's a, a, a excuse my uh, phrasing but she's a real bitch and uh, you know compared to ants compared to ants ants is i think ants is is kind of like the, the stronger movie it's also a much darker and more realistic movie but that princess character i really liked in comparison yeah and i, and I don't want this to shade my uh, my opinion but i mean when i was a kid i remember having um uh Ants on on VHS, and I, and I certainly watched that one more. But if anything, that 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 kind of lends credence to what I'm saying because I don't really tire of that one. Whereas, and I didn't really have problems with the books like as a kid. I loved it, and of course, I still have moments. But I think the more I watch it, the more I I don't know. I, I that that dark stuff just kind of bothers me. And yeah, I, I mean, I recognize it's my personal problem, but I I think even in the story, kind of. It frustrates me as a thirty-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it's it. There's one moment where they say you, um, and this is again uh, the 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 bitch princess, as we'll call her from now on. Um, <laughs> she, um, she she kind of mentions about how Flick lied to them about the circus books. You know, you lied to the colony. Well, well, guess what, princess? You lied to Flick when you sent him away. You wanted to get rid of him. <laughs> I mean, hypocrites, you know? Yeah, yeah, they really <laughs> and so, are. And, and I mean, even even the circus books, they tell Flick to to say the word and they'll follow him into battle, um, which kind of for me just serves serves the script when it when it needs it to because they they couldn't wait to leave at every opportunity. They all knew that there was, you know, bad juju efforts. You know, a, a mad hopper is not going to suddenly magically be kind to them. Um, and yeah, just the, the, the story moments and motivations are just a little weak. And second film aside, coming from Toy Story, there are kind of no strong character arcs to speak of because the film is more story driven, you know, than character motivated. And, yeah. and I get that. And, and I think that's probably my, and again, it's my problem, but it, it, it's my big problem with it. You know, I'm not really drawn to it. Flick doesn't really grow. I mean, by the end of the film, he's, he's just recognized by the colony for his ingenuity as, as he always should have been, you know? <laughs> yeah. Kind of, I thought, uh, which is, which is actually the only, the only, and it doesn't really affect me that much, but the only thing that bothers me about toy story is that, Time and time again, Woody is right. He is proved right by the end of the film. And yet still, <laughs> like, Potato Head never believes him, you know. he's <laughs> it's, So it's just, it's just a kind of, uh, you know, funny thing. But, um, yeah, again, you know, these, these more um, story-driven uh, films, you know, I... I don't latch onto as much, but it's it's the character motivations and, and the, the, the really strong characters that Pixar does really well that... That 
that kind of keep me coming back to Pixar. So that's you know that's why I have problems with it. But like I said, you know, by no means a, a bad film. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, you, you were speaking of growing, you know, growing of a hero. Some of the other characters actually grow much more than him, literally, you know, because the little princess learns to fly and the, um, the caterpillar turns into a butterfly. So they have yeah, much more of a <laughs> development than him, but which is actually pretty funny when you uh, take it that way. And also, it just, that's the last point I, I'm going to make about um, the Vox life because we move on. It has just the worst Randy Newman song ever. <laughs> it's kind, that's kind of downbeat as well, no? It's kind of... On your bugs, on your bugs. I mean, that score... On your bugs. That score is great, you know, but it's... Um, you know, he, he does a good job with the scoring moments. The Flick Machine is amazing. You the know, score's and, fine. And I love Randy Newman, and I'll defend him to death. But, yeah, even even the song, it's just... It just kind of feels down and dour and dark. And I, I, I'm looking at it and thinking, is, is this Pixar? You know, I mean, usually I'm... I'm crying after the first two minutes of a Pixar film, you know. <laughs> it, to me, it, to me, it just feels lazy. The song feels so lazy. Mm. They actually did uh, in, in some of the honest. Uh, in, I think the the honest trailer for Toy Story. They did a great Randy Newman parody, and their way they reference uh, also the the Bugs Life song, which I found was just hysterical. Because <laughs> because in reality, the song is so. I think Will Sasso plays Randy Newman in that sketch. Uh, and he was it, yes. it's so amazing and because the Bucks Life song sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true I mean and, and just to kind of throw some I don't want to be a, a negative Nancy just to throw some some positivity its way I, I think there was a, a very kind of strong Pixar message behind it because because Flick is an inventor you know like like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang he, he's the Caracatus Potts of the bug world you know I mean he <laughs> he mentions in the beginning how we just need to use our imagination which is almost a reference to Pixar itself and mm -hmm. and I love the characters you know so so much apart apart from the aforementioned princess um, but <laughs> yeah it's You know, again, I, I don't want to be too down on it. I just think it's probably the only film that um, grows. Well, it, it doesn't grow at all. You know, it, yeah. it's weaker every single time I watch it. And, and that kind of makes me not want to watch it because <laughs> there are a lot of good things, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it, it doesn't grow. It stays small, like an insect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a bug, you know, a bug's life. Nothing big, you know, but no harm done. Yeah, that, that's, that's actually pretty funny. Um, now, the the other one, I think I, I'm kind of... My feeling about this movie is kind of controversial, I guess. Oh, okay. but, but, but I can't help it. Uh, I watched it in the cinema with my little brother. I enjoyed it for what it was because I didn't expect anything. So it actually was better than I thought it was going to be, even though it doesn't bring much to the table in terms of story. And that's Monsters University. Um, it is it is the definition of a pointless prequel. You know, it's it, it totally is. It's a pointless addition to a to a, a Pixar movie. I really really enjoy a lot. Um, it's one of the earliest cinema experiences I can remember actually. But Monsters University, it's just you know it, it it's just every university movie. You know, uh, kind of like a, a college shenanigans monster house movie. <laughs> But for what it is, it's done fine. 
because I like these characters and I like the monster designs and they do a couple of cute jokes and also the finale is pretty well done and pretty atmospheric and also pretty dark for Pixar and pretty creepy and I like that. The and I also you know I enjoy also the the music I enjoy the animation. It's just you know it's it's for me it's the definition of a pointless but just fine enjoyable movie. I don't have much of a problem with it even though it also goes on a little long. But whatever. Mm. It for me it's it's actually it's a it's a harmless fun film because I know a lot of people actually don't like that one. They they, they think it's one of the worst Pixar movies and I wouldn't go. That far. It's just, you know, it's pretty oh, no. it's pretty pointless, but pointless doesn't always mean it's awful. And it's, it is an awful film. To me, to me, it's actually fine. Well, that's fascinating because um, we, we, we're trading punches here because I actually love this film. Oh! <laughs> like, this is, yeah, this is, I, I don't know, this is, this is like my book's life. It, it's kind of, <laughs> it's actually, it, well, you know, first of all, the only prequel in the Pixar canon so far, and, and you know, possibly ever, it's it's actually my favorite prequel ever. <laughs> it's, it, I, it's I, I just love this one. I don't really know why, why, why it didn't work for most people. You know, I mean, for people to say like it's it's really really bad, it's the worst film. I I think that's that's absolutely untrue, and people need to watch it again and, and, and give it uh, a second chance. I I personally, I mean. I think I enjoyed it more than the original, and I can't hmm. even begin to tell you how much I enjoyed the original. <laughs> you know, it, and it makes me enjoy Monsters Inc. Um, even more now too, um, because so many things were were fleshed out. You know, and, and even the fact that it's a college movie, I think it's one of very few college movies that I like because it, it makes fun of the. The typical stereotypes in that genre. Yeah, uh, it, it, it is a satire, and it's hilarious. It's kind of a, a laugh per minute, you know, and, and cleverly so. Um, you know, it, 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 it's not um, well. The, the jokes all work within the context of the universe. It's not uh, throwaway pandering jokes, or, or like in the Disney Renaissance, like Aladdin. Yeah, you know, the no. genie is repeatedly making jokes from our culture. Um, not its own world, the world of Aladdin, and, and I think that's what I like about it. Um, and, and to me, it's kind of like, if I can say this, it's it really is kind of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire done <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I haven't thought of that. That's games, genius. It, it's like the challenges and the try was a tournament, but just much more inventive and better to watch. It's so creative, you know. I, I, and one of my biggest takeaways from Monsters Inc I think everyone's actually was Mike and Sully's friendship and, and Monsters University it, it, it's the beginning yes but it explores their relationship further how it all began how one of the the greatest friendships in the Pixar filmography is formed so at least from that sense despite me going in and thinking I don't know a prequel I don't know about this <laughs> I actually left the cinema and and I couldn't stop gushing about it. And, and I wanted to get a more informed opinion. So whenever I want an informed opinion, the first person I go to is my wife. Uh, <laughs> and she, 
you know, without any any guided uh, 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 nods, uh, you know, from me, I, I wasn't guiding her in any way. You know, she she had very similar uh, opinions of me. She she loved Monsters Inc. and she loved this one. You know, perhaps even more. We just thought it was done really really well. Um, so many great scenes. You know, the whole library scene. I think that's one of my favourite scenes in possibly any film ever. It's awesome. Because um, I can I can watch it and enjoy it um, so much. And 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 you know I I, I do get some people's um, criticism of it, but I think you know going into it without any expectations and, and just giving it a fair chance, I do think you know on second watching everyone will get you know a much much better time out of it. Um, and and to be fair to this prequel, why it is my favorite prequel is because I can watch this and enjoy it without seeing the other film. And maybe yeah. that sounds obvious because you should be able to watch other prequels, you know, but let's be honest, sometimes that's not the case. Um, this one even feels like it was made first. Um you know, and and watching them uh, back to back, watching this one first in order, and, and then Monsters Inc. It's 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 just a pleasure. And like any Pixar franchise, it's very difficult for me to uh, separate the films. So you know, whenever anyone asks me, you know, what's your your top three favorite Pixar films, I I can't really answer them. So I usually just answer them by by franchise. <laughs> you yeah. Know, for me. For me, all, all the Toy Story films fit together. For me, these Monsters films fit together very well. So, um, you know, I, I I don't know. This was just a, an absolute pleasant surprise for me. Um, you know, and, and I, 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 I really don't get the criticism. I, right. I get why people don't enjoy it as much. But to say it's the worst one, um, wow. <laughs> yeah, um, because, uh, what was it? Yeah, for me, it was just, you know, a, a fine surprise because I didn't expect anything. And in terms yeah. of you saying it, it is a prequel you can watch without knowing the original, on a story level, I actually think it would be better to watch this first because when you watch the original first, you know that Mike has to fail. You know that he yes. doesn't get his life goal. And so that makes it as a prequel feel pretty pointless because you're spending the whole time watching him training and you know he he's not a scarer at the end you know he, you just know it and that's you know it's that it, it kind of sucks you know it's it actually it's actually pretty sad how he's destined to fail in in terms of a story it is it is better to watch first but in terms of you know getting the technicals of a world down because i think in the first one they explain how the scares work, you know, how they power them. I think they explain that much better. So certain references you won't really understand as much when you watch uh, right. Monsters University first. Um, it, it, the same case, you know, with, with something like The Hobbit or something, which is, uh, which is a movie series you could technically watch before uh, without knowing Lord of the Rings. But there are... In that one, there are much more references you won't be able to get, which makes it all the uh, which makes it pretty hard. Yeah, so it's it's kind of difficult to figure out. Yeah, that and I agree. There are a lot of great scenes, and in the um, German version, they have some famous German comedians voicing, you know, the the the, the monsters in their group, you know, all the, those kind of loser monsters, which really fit the characters well, and it, it was fun 
playing, you know, who can spot the voice, kind of. Because I actually oh. didn't recognize some of uh, some of the uh, voices uh, known here in Germany. And yeah, the, the library part is, is, is just great. My fa my biggest laugh I got from the gag where the mother stays behind in the car and I'm listening to my music. And then you hear like this death metal song playing and she just sits calmly in the car. That, that was the biggest laugh for me because <laughs> that was just such yeah, a great okay. throwaway gag. Pixar is it's very good at a lot of things, but, but one thing I love is that in the sequels, to me, again, just my opinion, that's all I can give, uh, is it's... Uh, It always introduces very, very interesting characters in the sequels and prequels. You know, I, I love this this loser team. You know, they're yeah, they're, <laughs> they're fun. amazing. They're really fleshed out. Um, yeah, even in the English language version, you know, the the, the voices match really well. Um, I I don't know. I maybe I'm a little biased because this is Monsters Inc is really, really, really high on my on my list. You know, I mean, I don't. I don't really have an official ranking. I mean, I, I, I kind of have a top three for Pixar, but it, it changes based on the day, my mood, what I've eaten, so many things. Same, same here, <laughs> but, same here. I totally get you. At, at least with Monsters, Inc., I think the, the universe that they created with Monsters, Inc. Is, is a place where I would love to live and work in. I mean, energy crisis aside, we've got one of those ourselves, so... <laughs> <laughs> just all the colorful characters both colorful in illustration and in personality um it's just it's just so 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 fun and it, it, you know i i can't um i i i, I can't have imagined uh, you know them to like i said you know succeed you know in, in creating a better film than the first but i think to me that maybe they managed it um <laughs> Yeah, I, I might be very much alone in the multiverse with that opinion, but um, <laughs> I, I just enjoy it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> no problem, you know, difference of opinion. That's great, you know, you yeah. are the first one who thinks that way, and that, uh, you might be the only one, but that's actually pretty cool. Um, I actually watched, I think I watched it twice. I watched it later when it came on TV um, with mm. someone who hadn't seen it, and they really got into it and found it pretty funny, and they were adults, you know. And yeah. So, yeah, that was actually pretty cool. I think that's it for the lesser kind of Pixar movies because I can't. Yeah, I think, well, at least for me, I've definitely crossed the halfway point. Um, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't wish to call anything monsters lesser, but certainly in the greater world, most people's opinions, I think that that's definitely where, yeah. you know, it's definitely bottom of most people's list. But again, I just, I don't know. G give it another chance, guys. <laughs> yeah, so I think we can uh, go uh, go to the Toy Story franchise now, which, yeah, let's do this. which I think we can, we can discuss uh, in uh, all three movies at once, kind of. Because my opinion of them is, I think I actually watched the second one first as a kid. I, I'm not. I'm not quite sure, but I think I watched it. I, I watched the second one first and really liked it. You know, and and the first one is kind of a darker movie. You know, it has some creepy parts in it with like the 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 the, the monster toys in the in, in the dark room and everything, and also like the so the, scary. <laughs> the whole sit stuff and everything. So I, I actually that uh, kind of put me off as a kid, and and the second one didn't have that that scary uh, factor. So, so I, I actually, in all, 
The, the first one is a fun movie. It's great and also it's like one of the most important movies ever made, you know, in the history of cinema in so many ways. In the technical, you know, we, we don't even have to go into the technical stuff, you know, how it was the first computer animated movie, you know, and everything. Yeah, it started the ball rolling, yeah. It did. And it also, like, uh, it was a big surprise. It came out in a time where CGI was everywhere in action movies, and it, everyone was surprised that the first fully CGI animated movie wasn't an action movie, it was a kids' movie. So the, the gamble was high, you know, and it paid off so well. I like the characters, I like the story, you know, it, I like the concept, even though, you know, in, in a way the concept doesn't make much sense when you apply to Buzz Lightyear, you doesn't know he's a toy, so, and you, and they establish that they don't do it automatically, you know, they actually choose to get stiff and plop down when humans approach so right. why and then Andy enters and he acts like the rest yeah that is a bit weird <laughs> that's what's weird but, but you know I, I let that slide that's a little plot hole in an otherwise pretty pretty good movie the second one I like a lot more it has some great parody scenes you know I always I always love my I always laugh so hard when we do the Jurassic Park reference with a toy car <laughs> and and I like I like the story I like the concept you know I like how they go far away um, I like the new characters also. The third one, I'm split about it because when I first saw it, I, I liked it fine. And when I saw it the second time, you know, my opinion hasn't much changed. I just think it's highly overrated, the third one, because it's not that it's a bad movie. It's not. It's a pretty good movie. I just don't get why everybody praises it like that because I don't get what it does better than the other two. I think it has a good I think it has a good concept. I think it has a good, you know, villain and all that stuff. I just think it goes way too dark towards the end. Way too heavy. And the ending is also a little bit corny. You know how how Andy says goodbye to his toys. And it, it, it just wasn't a big tearjerker scene for me. It really wasn't. It was just like something that was in the movie and I didn't get much out of it emotionally at least out of that scene but the rest you know I like the little girl and I like how she owns the toys now and everything I like how they how they moved on and I actually wouldn't mind if that was the end of a series but I'm I'm hearing about them making a fourth one I'm like you know whatever but um it's you know, it's it's a good movie. I, I just have some detailed problems with it. But that's my... I don't have much to say about the Toy Story franchise. That's pretty much my opinion of the of the three movies. Yeah. No, that's interesting. It's nice to hear that. I, I think... And I say that because that is a different opinion to what I read most. I... I I struggle with this one because I... I mean, I, I do think that the third movie is the best one I think at least for me I think they get better and better I, I do think you know Toy Story 2 is uh, is a little better than the first one but for me the third one I have problems with it because it's just I feel so sad <laughs> and I know I, I watched this last night and I you know I watched it with my wife and she said what, why do we have to watch something that's so depressing and I you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it, you know, for the right reasons, and it does it very well. And of course, 
you know, when I see a Pixar film or any movie, I want to be taken across the emotional rainbow, you know, <laughs> I want to feel <laughs> everything in the spectrum. Um, Except and, for and, pissed and, off, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it's just so sad with the, um, you know, just before the, the, the aliens rescue them with the core, you know, that them holding hands. I think... I think what it does, and and what it what it does for Pixar, and and it is the the kind of epitome of this, is the thing that Pixar does best, at least for me, is is friendship, and this film absolutely has that in spades. Like it, it just shows what friends can do for each other, and the, and the power of friendship. And you know, not wishing to be you know corny or cheesy with that. I think that that's a very Uh, you know, deliberate and, and strong message that, that Pixar is always putting out there. But but I think this kind of ultimately, you know, nailed it on the head. And I, I, I do think they got better. Um, at least for the first Toy Story, it was probably one of the first movies I owned on VHS. I think mm -hmm. this and, and Twister, strangely, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and later Fifth Element, which is a cracking film. But um, <laughs> <laughs> literally, yeah, where it, where it all started, um, Oh, the nostalgia. Um, the the first uh, the first Toy Story was pretty a pretty amazing start for them on on so many levels, but mostly for me it was them doing an ensemble cast right from the get go and getting it right. Yeah. Um, one of the very few ensemble cast movies I've seen in in recent years that that was done very well was. Uh, the Avengers. I thought that was handled very well. Each character got their fair amount of time. And yes, it is difficult to do that, but to have so many characters and so many characters I care about just after 10 minutes, you know, I mm -hmm. mean, the, the, the character, and like I said, you know, I, I'm a character guy. I, I love, um, you know, character driven stories rather than things just happen to characters. Like, I, I love them to be motivated to do things. So yeah, I, I, absolutely love this franchise to death people say it's the perfect trilogy um yes there are, there are certain problems here and there but um yeah I, i i wouldn't dispute that i wouldn't argue with it whatsoever and and can i just say at least for the first film that is so scary as a child i mean when when did this come out 95 so i was eight years old when this film came out jesus <laughs> and, oh, the, the baby's head on mechanical legs yeah um, that's incredibly yeah, creepy but, Honestly, for me, just the moment when Sid's toys come to life in front of his very eyes uh, and Woody speaks to Sid face to face. So play nice. scary me for a very different reason. Because at that time, okay, I was eight, but forgive me. I thought my toys came to life because of this movie. You know, I, <laughs> I very much believed that. I was watching this, um, you know, and, and totally, totally um, drawn into that aspect of it. So, but, um, so... Uh, did you did you actually expect you know after watching the video the phone rang like seven days? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean I, you know I, I had uh, you know a lot of um, uh, you know toys at that time. I mean I was I was the prime age for it. I was surrounded by you know every toy of every color, shape, and size. You know, but it yeah it, it just it just. I don't know. It can it connected with me at such a, a good age, and it's it's kept me loyal to Pixar ever since. You know, because I I've always had Pixar in my life. You know, I, I 
and I and I think that um, you know at least for um, you know to speak to Toy Story three maybe being a little bit overrated. I, I think that comes from people so pleased that they didn't mess it up. I think that's where that comes from. You know, they were like, oh. Thank goodness it ended on a good note, and then of course they announced Toy Story Four. But um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm refraining from any judgment on that because, again, just like monsters, um, I enjoy living in this universe. I want to see more of these characters for another two hours. You know, I mean, yes, we had the Toy Story shorts and uh, Toy Story tunes and you know other series, but mm-hmm. at least for me, I'm like. I'm not moaning about spending more time with these characters, you know, <laughs> and it's... Yeah, I totally get it. You know, but whatever, you know, and, and it does, if you don't want to watch that film and you just want to end with this film, well, guess what? You can do just that. Totally, <laughs> you totally. You don't have to see that film, but um, yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I, I don't know what I can say about this because this is the bread and butter of everything that Pixar have done, you know, just <laughs> everything about it is amazing, so... <laughs> It least, is. At least half of my desk is absolutely covered in uh, Toy Story toys. So, yes, I, I can't really judge it critically almost because I'm so biased. I love it so much. <laughs> I get it. I have a much more critical approach about it because I, I, I have memory of it as a kid, but it was not like this big nostalgia piece for me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, you actually made a very good point. People just being glad that they didn't screw it up with a third one. That actually is yep. a good point, I guess, that was one of the big factors and um yeah so uh, every uh, anything else i already said that that was uh, that was cool because i i thought oh man toy story it was kind of it's kind of difficult to talk about for me but right now oh no it's actually not i actually said my two cents pretty quickly i'm really really um i'm really glad about that um let's go over to even though we touched on it many many times now let's 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 go over to monsters inc which is still I think yeah, is still one I, I actually enjoy the most uh, of all of them it's not like one of my favorites but right. I just enjoy it on a humor and on a character and on a concept level and this one actually proves a point about Pixar that most of their ideas aren't that original uh, when you go back to Toy Story and also look at Monsters Inc. You know, these concepts have been done already in certain media, you know, in TV and books and everything. But what Pixar does so well, it's kind of like how the Disney uh, uh, Renaissance era did it. They updated it and uh, took their own spin on it, uh, on those concepts, on uh, how Disney did it on those classic fairy tales. And in Monsters, Inc., it, it shows a lot, you know, how there is a reason why they have to scare kids and everything and how it's all technically connected i love the characters i love the designs and i think that movie is also in its dark spots it's dark for a reason you know it it makes sense when it needs to be kind of scary because the monsters are supposed to be scary and i just you know i love the voice acting in in the english version and the german version i just i love the animation i I, just, I love the slapstick, I love the humor, I, I like the villain a lot. It's, it's, ah, I, I just enjoy that movie so much, I don't really have much to say about it, and don't have much to criticize. Because I just, yeah, I, I, I just think it's a great animated comedy with a really great concept and a very, very heartfelt, wonderful ending, which I really like, and I'd like to 
I would have liked them to do that approach, you know, to make a sequel, you know, with with the girl growing up, and how how they get, or maybe like a short film. I don't know. I don't know how how you can do a, a big story out of it now that kids aren't, you know, a poisonous anymore or something. But whatever. I just. I just like the movie so much. The finale with all the different doors and them like traveling through the world is a lot of fun. The slapstick is amazing, and yeah, it just, I'm so sorry. I'm 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 kind of uh, fangasming here for a moment, but it's just <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's do it because I feel exactly the same. Um, <laughs> it's just incredible. I mean, my. Uh, my my bestie, my best friend Will, he has so much love for this uh, franchise, and you know, suffice to say, I mean, if if we existed in uh, you know pixelated form, we would very much be Mike and Sully. You know, um, <laughs> and, uh, it, it describes our friendship uh, a little bit. You know, I have one eye, and he's very furry. No, um, but <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> with you know, look, Pixar is is all about story and an adventure and there's a constant constant focus on friendships again and and nowhere is that better than monsters inc but everything is done right it's so creative it's so genius it's a beautiful colorful world the 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 the, maybe something we haven't talked enough about it the 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 soundtrack the jazzy soundtrack it's it's pretty amazing yeah, yeah one, of better, doing one of the better one of the better Randy job. Newman uh, Pixar works yeah I also yeah. really really like the song um, but yeah it's 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 an incredible um, uh, an incredible film and it's it handles everything very very well it, it's you know maybe it it does borrow a little bit from, from other things but I think there is a lot of originality to be found in here and just the idea of, of going through and having you know this door to almost another time or dimension or however you want to think about it um pixar theory fans we hear you um <laughs> but it's it it just deals with 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 everything so well and really is a near perfect story for me it's uh it's just so it, it's one of those films isn't it that you you put on and even if you catch a glimpse on the television um you're there, you know, you're there until the end of the film. You're not going anywhere, or at least I'm not, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. It's just amazing. And, and, I, and I really think this is one of the, um, uh, I mean, they're all amazing, but this is one of the strongest uh, voice casts, at least in the English version, too. Um, <laughs> it really all, is. It, it, oh, they, they match their characters so, so well. <laughs> I mean, Let's not forget, you know, I almost have to keep reminding myself of this, you know, Pixar is bringing inanimate objects to life. Never for one moment am I watching a Toy Story film and thinking, oh, toys, toys, toys. Never for one moment am I watching a Monsters film and thinking, oh, these are monsters, you know. (laughs) I'm just so invested in these characters and and where their character is heading that I... I just get lost in, in, in the story, and that's a credit to uh, to the amazing writing in this one. Yeah, and also they bring out emotion where you don't expect it. You know, you you, you watch the beginning, and you're like, all right, this is a fast-paced creative comedy, and they get emotional so well at the end. You know, that is actually a tearjerker scene, and it's, it's so... <laughs> It's so great. That, that's what Pixar also is really, really great in. And I like how they establish the big, the big plot point, you know, where laughter is stronger than than crying. Also, great message, you know. 
a gr okay. great, great subliminal message. But however, they establish it in a very quick scene where it goes so fast that you that you notice it, but you don't realize how important that is. You know, they're like, what What was that? And uh, I don't know, whatever. She, 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 at least she, she stopped crying. And how they aren't as obvious about it at first. You know, how they don't over-explain it and they take their time to uh, establish that concept. Yes. And just, you know, also like the, some of the greatest lines, you know, maybe we could... Uh, oh, why don't we keep it? I always wanted to have a pet that can kill me. <laughs> no, it's amazing. The uh, it, it's almost like having uh, with Mike Wazowski. It's like having a stand-up comedian in, in a Pixar film. It's just amazing. Just the the, the, the sudden outburst of suck, but that thing back where it came from. So help me. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> That's actually it's, it, it's genius little moments, and with all that. Um, a comedy and you know um, the, the 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 story just being so interesting and even even the character of Boo is just fascinating. She, she's definitely one of my favorite characters. And when you come back to it time and time again, that's when you pick up on oh, laughter is more powerful than screams and all this this thing. You know, it's it's very very layered. And Pixar just does such a good job of 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 layering that which keeps the longevity there it keeps me coming back to it time and time again you know it's 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 thought provoking in a very very clever and subtle way and that is the uh, fabric of a of a near perfect film yeah and also it feels so real it feels like a real workplace you know it's also recognizable it does, isn't it? yeah <laughs> it's a recognizable with with the characters and the environment and the stuff they have to do and i like i love i love the running gag how on the advertising he's always like blanked out um <laughs> that's just fantastic and he doesn't care you know he's like, no, I'm, he's like wow I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm on tv and um could you repeat please the the song line he says because i have to make a joke about that one Oh yeah, the, uh, put that thing back where it came from. Also, help me. Yeah, because that's <laughs> actually that's actually the movie Fantastic Beasts in five seconds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's amazing, and I love at the. I mean, always the credits are amazing for Pixar, but I I, I love the the end credits where you actually get a musical of that. <laughs> yeah, a musical, and, and not only musical, but also like I love. When they animate bloopers, and they didn't do it with all the Pixar movies, you know, they did it with the right ones, you know, the ones that yes. were for the most part comedies. So I, I like the ones, you know, in the Bucks Life and Toy Story Two, and and uh, I think the funniest are in, in Monsters Inc. I, I... Oh, totally. Well, like I said about Monsters University, um, you know, it is it, it isn't pandering jokes. The jokes exist in this world, and it's the world itself making fun of itself you know it, it, it's there's a lot of itself in that sentence uh, but <laughs> it's 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 really really um uh, you know cleverly done everything the humor the characters i mean even the, the, i mean this is still early pixar you know the the animation of the fur on sully is pretty amazing there's, yeah. there's a lot of um you know great animation too um as always um yeah it is that actually was kind of groundbreaking you know with the animated fur and everything they they didn't do anything of that before and they were no, still absolutely. like uh, they were still like trying out certain things which was it was pretty cool so yeah that's about monsters inc i just uh, it's great how they how we um sync up uh, on that one at least 
I think the next oh, one, I think the next one we have to talk about is Finding Nemo. Um, oh, because we yes. did the Toy Story. It's just, wow, as a vet one, it's not my favorite Pixar movie. It's a great Pixar movie. It's so, mm. all the characters are memorable. You remember them, you know, they all look different. It's a fantastic story. It's just so great. It's a great character arc. It's funny. It's scary. It's so emotional. I like, I just I enjoy this movie so much on so many different levels. It also has a fantastic, fantastic musical score. And it just ropes me in from the title, uh, from the point the title comes on screen. I'm just so involved. And I yes. can't help it. It's just... I, I don't have to say much about that, except that I just... I, I, adore it. I adore it so much and I find it funny and everything a great movie has to be. Totally. Totally agreed on this one. Not that I have to agree with you. I just happen to. Uh, (laughs) No, it's amazing. You know, I I, like I said, you know, my my ranking changes, but my top three um, there was a recent film that suddenly shot into the top three, but um, spoilers. Um, but <laughs> I, I said for years that um, you know, Finding Nemo was one of the greatest animated films ever. You know, and you know, I, I say one of there, but it's true. I I think when Finding Nemo came out, um, it came out at a time when we hadn't really seen much water in animation. And I think it's easy in hindsight to look back um, because we've, we've had so much of it in recent animations and there's oh, it, so many animations each year now, it's incredible and, and, and I love it. But at the time, that water and all the breathtaking of effects inside, it was just amazing, so colorful and how they accomplished that whole world. Because look, I mean, Toy Story is, Yes, it exists in other places, but centrally it's in one room. Uh-huh. <laughs> and <laughs> same with Monsters, Inc., you know? I mean, it's kind of just at a workplace. Um, a bug's life is on a very tiny island. Uh, and Finding Nemo is everywhere, you know? It's, yes! It's a whole freaking ocean. And um, it just broke so much new ground in terms of animation. Amazing world building, which is what Pixar does again, in, in spades, so well. I think it was so, so ambitious, and they really, really pulled it off. Um, I remember being uh, gifted this movie on DVD uh, and just being excited to hold the damn thing, you know? <laughs> that that <laughs> such was my excitement for it. Um, it's so, so good. Um, for me, at least of the first... Uh, five Pixar movies, it, it is the best of the five. And I'm not saying it's my favorite, but I do think it's the best. Um, the story elements too, you know, the, the, the uh, all the trauma that Marlin suffers, the idea that throughout this whole journey, Marlin will stop at nothing to find his son and ultimately becomes a better father along the way. I mean, that is just great storytelling and a really strong character arc. And incredibly ballsy, you know, starting your starting your movie off with a family slaughter, pretty much. Yeah. It's just, it's so, you know, it, it's so disturbing so early on. I, I, I would be surprised if every kid stayed in the theater after that scene. 
um, which is a shame because they missed a great movie. But you know, it's uh, it's 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 really really it's wonderful. And also, yeah, I am. I watched it recently again, and I was surprised how great it still looked. You know, uh, when you compare it to Finding Dory, uh, when you look at the underwater scenes, at least not much has improved. You know. It's just, yeah, it's it, it still looks so great, you know, uh, uh, the only thing that doesn't hold up is, uh, of course, uh, the, the human characters, because they didn't have that technology back then to to really make that realistic in a way. So they still look kind of, you know, kind of weird, but it's that's, that's just a small portion of the movie. It's just, you know, everything is so memorable about it, and, and the characters are so much fun, and also the... The voice, the voice acting in both versions is great. All the little in jokes they do with certain things, you know, the the the, the uh, white shark named Bruce, which was also the nickname for the uh, shark in Jaws, right? <laughs> and also like the si- the the um, what was it? The Shining reference they do with him was very funny. Um, uh, what else? Uh, yeah, I just, I just really, I enjoy these characters, and uh, the ocean is actually a place I'm pretty afraid of, you know. Uh, and there are certain shots in the movie where I, I get kind of like goosebumps because feeling, you know, the deepness of a sea is something I always found kind of frightening. And here they show, they show that part, but they also show how beautiful the ocean can be. And, and I like that and how, how diverse it is. It's yeah, because there's a kind of subtext in that, you know, um, Marlin is so, so scared for, for his son, for Nemo. And, you know, at the end of the film, he, he, he kind of, you know, learns that and stops mollycoddling him and, and stops being so overprotective. And yes, it is it is dangerous, but that that is life itself. It's it's a scary world, you know, but <laughs> there's there's beauty to be found, you know, even even in the, the smallest of, of places. And, and that's true of the characters, too. You know, Dory. Dory is is an amazing character, you know, um, a concept that could have failed so easily. Oh, totally, totally. You know, that, that classic, maybe Disney, slightly annoying sidekick, you know, you, you can you, you stray a very fine line when designing that, but I think they got it so, so right. Um, it, it, it's, it's interesting to, to um, that we were talking about the, the awards earlier, and it's interesting that this actually won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad it did. You know, I, I really can't say enough good things about this one. And I, and I, like I said, I, I really stress the, the context of the time. A lot of this stuff was so, so groundbreaking. And, and I think at that age, I would have said that it was the most beautiful film I ever, I ever saw, you know? Um, hmm. It's, Still, maybe true. At least top ten. Um, <laughs> I just enjoy dark, gritty films in my old age. But, uh, <laughs> um, but no, uh, it's 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 absolutely amazing. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoy it so much too. Yeah, it's just how can you not? I think everybody loves this movie in a way. I, I don't know any. I don't. I, I I still have to meet one person who just doesn't care for this one, um, <clears throat> and. Uh, and uh, something about Dory also, she is not only the sidekick, he, she quickly becomes one of the main characters 
and she also has a big arc in the movie. And also, uh, the funny thing is, um, doctors actually claim that this is one of the most realistic depictions of short-term memory in movie history. Yes, yeah. Which is which is really great. And yeah, I also love like the ending gag, you know, when they're all in the plastic bags in the ocean. And know what? And... <laughs> <laughs> it's just every everything also comes back, you know. Every every plot line and how they how they plan to get out, and in all the characters are just fun. I found I find none of them annoying, you know. It's it's just on all accounts this movie succeeds, and it's it's just an audio visual big emotional adventure and I just ah, I, I just like it so much and it makes me laugh every time in the right scenes you know I love the, the seagulls I love the, the little the little crabs you know I I love the sharks I love the um, you know the, the, the swarm fish um, yeah it's I, Pixar never treats extras as extras you know, they're there for a reason. Even if it's just for for a, a, a little cheap laugh like that, there's a gag involved. There's there's um, a character identity to every every single thing you see on screen. You know, I mean, it's you know, I mean, I know I went on a bit with the book's life, but it, it really is extremely difficult for me to review any Pixar film critically because I'm so attached and emotionally invested in the characters and. You know, you, you have such a connection with these stories. And, and you know, Finding Nemo is a great example of that. It, it, it's also, you know, fun for the whole family. If I just, just catch a... I could say this about any movie, but if I just catch a glimpse of any one of their movies, but especially Finding Nemo, I am suckered in. I am suddenly sat down, eyes glued to the screen, watching until the credits roll. You know, I'm just in, <laughs> in awe. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, uh, uh, Finding Nemo is a really good catch, huh? Right, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> also, with a, with, a mic, with a mic cameo in the credits, that's fun. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just... It, it's 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 great. You know, I, I think we can just get Finding Dory out of the way with this as well because they are so closely attached, even though Finding Dory is so recent. Mm. And with Finding Dory, it's kind of like the same case like with Monsters University because when they first announced Finding Dory, you know, where they first showed a picture, hey, Finding Dory, I actually thought it was April Fool's or something. <laughs> because, because I was like, no, they can't be serious. This is a joke. And then they announced, no, it's a real movie. I'm like, okay, you're, you're out of ideas now, officially. Because, really, it's, it's just, it seems so idiotic to me that way. Because uh, Finding Nemo is one of those movies also, kind of like Monsters University, where it's just a story on its own and it really doesn't leave it open to a sequel or a prequel in a way. And, and, and Monsters with Monsters University they pulled that off but with Finding and, and I heard like Finding Dory and I was like really no and so I I liked it a lot more than I expected it to be you know and, and I have to be critical about this because it is kind of like a totally pointless movie but they avoid it being totally pointless by making it again a very emotional journey that feels essential you know you can watch the first Finding Nemo, uh, you can watch Finding Nemo now and actually think about the sequel 
and not being angry. And you're like, oh yeah, and that's how it continues. And it doesn't, it doesn't bother me, you know, because they tell another story, they tell it in a different environment with new characters, which is a shame because I really wished the sharks to come back at least for like one scene. That would be nice. But but everything else, it's just I enjoy the new characters. I enjoy the new story. I enjoy the new adventure and how very little takes place in the ocean and they still make it visually interesting. And also it's kind of weird how it ends with a car chase, but whatever, it's, it's, it's creative. The humor works. I, I like the characters and also yeah the, the when she finds her parents again it's just it made me tear up it was just so emotional so that's that's pretty much you know it, it's it's kind of like from the outset it's the definition of a pointless sequel that really doesn't need to be there but they it is it is a lot better than it has any right to be it actually is a, a pretty good movie and I enjoyed it a lot so yeah, that's, that's yeah the, that's, that's actually the perfect summary <laughs> yeah that, that's that's my two cents on it actually i don't have to say anything else about it no that's that's i think you you, you said that very well i think the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the the review you know i mean it, it's uh, it, it, <laughs> i can't remember exactly how you said it but it's kind of better than it ought to be or better than it need be <laughs> better better than it has any rights to be <laughs> better than it has any right there we go thank you yeah no that's that's great i love that that's that's so true i i i i, I this is where i would say well oh, maybe it's a it's a little bit pointless but then how can i say that when i enjoy it so much um i i this is you know a case where i didn't enjoy it as much as finding nemo of course because as we've just said that is such a masterpiece but um I was so emotionally invested, just like Monsters University. I just wanted to live in that world for another two hours, and I enjoyed every second. And and also, I have to give it credit because it introduced like some of the some of my now favorite characters. And Hank, the octopus, um, oh, it's amazingly drawn and illustrated and animated. It's <laughs> the, the little side characters, Gerald the sea lion and Becky the bird, like all the little characters. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> really amazing at this one. Um, I, I couldn't really care for Act Three. That this, uh, you know, that that final car chase it is handled well, but I, I don't really care for that. And it, and it was interesting to see them not just in the ocean, but outside of it too. Um, and obviously, learning about Dory, which, as we mentioned, we love so much. But um, uh, yeah, you know, certainly, um, certainly an absolute blast and, and, and a real thrill ride. And again, I. I it's very, very difficult for me to divorce films from their, their franchise, you know, because, I mean, often I I have a Toy Story marathon. I like to group Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University together. You know, I, I <laughs> watch the, the Finding and Cars franchises in one block. So, um, I, I don't know. It's it's it, it's almost at a point where it's just it's just real for me. Yeah. <laughs> these these characters and stories exist in my mind, and I care about them so much. But um, uh, yeah, not the best, but there's still so much to be enjoyed in it, and I, I'm I'm glad it's here. Yeah, totally. Great. Well said. Now let's Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about the um, let's talk about a movie, and I have to. Um, I have to get this out of my system because that's um, something my parents, especially my mother, and me and my brothers experienced often with Pixar, which they gotten better. 
since uh, since a few years because we had the experience that every like at least like the first teaser and also the trailers for their movies sucked Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, I agree. Because, um, <laughs> especially with this movie, this was the first movie where I actively saw the teaser in the theater over and over again. And it was just this little this little sketch scene. And I'm like, oh man, this this just looks so unfunny and so unoriginal and everything. And, and they, they continued this with, with Up and especially Wally, I hated that teaser for Wally, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this looks terrible. And and uh, ironically, the teaser for Merida, I loved, and then I was disappointed by the movie. So it's just, and, and so I, I took it with a grain of salt because now I went like, also like the, the teasers for the good dinosaur, I was like, oh, this looks not good, but you know, it's Pixar, so it might be good. But then it was like, oh, this, uh, all right, fine, whatever. So it's it's so uh, you really, it's really weird with Pixar, and, and they have gotten better now. They, they actually have gotten better introducing their concepts and uh, in the tra- in the teasers now better, and with, with this one. Yeah, I wasn't looking forward to that at all. I don't know how I actually got around to see it. It might be, it might have been in the cinema, but I'm not sure. I, I think it was the cinema. But let's face it, uh, The Incredibles is one of the best superhero movies um, I've, I, I personally have seen. It feels like this big throwback, and Brad Bird was the perfect director because. He also broke new ground for having directed the first Pixar movie that starred human characters. Because before that, that technology wasn't there. And so they had to do animate objects or bugs or fish or anything. And with this, it his approach helped for making them cartoon characters, 3D cartoon characters who looked like they were drawn first in his particular style. That helped it a great deal. I watched I watched this movie recently, not too long ago, with a with a friend who hadn't seen it before, and she really got into it very quickly. And I still enjoy. I think I enjoy it actually better now because it's actually a pretty adult movie at its core. I like how people die in this. I like how they don't sugarcoat the action. I do, I like how they don't sugarcoat the villains. This is a universe where people die where big bad supervillains exist i like uh, i like how how kind of brutal and dark it is and i love the family i love the concept and it put one of our now best contemporary composers on everybody's map it's just this is one of the best uh, this is one one of the favorite scores of one of my brothers he just loves the music he listens to it over and over again and i just love it too it's it's one of the great superhero soundtracks it's a great throwback score it's a great throwback movie i love the style i love the references this movie is just all around great on an emotional level it's it's one of the you know, it's one of those movies that doesn't really make me cry. You know, I don't get really involved with... I, I don't get involved emotionally as much. You know, it, it, it doesn't have, like, a, the biggest emphasis on heart. You know, that's a big emphasis on family. But it's not like... There's not a tearjerker scene or, or anything like that. So on that note, it's, it's, it's one of the... 
yeah, no, that note, it's one of the lesser uh, Pixar movies, but that's, you know, that's fine because everything else they just do so perfectly. It's it's just yeah, I I, I love this movie. <laughs> I can tell. Um, yeah, it's well, it's it's incredible. I mean, what, <laughs> what else can we say? I mean, it's I I I'm I'm right there with you. It's the best. I never tire of it. I mean, it's. Oh, it's the best of everything. Your your friend is so right, and you too. You know, it, it's it's one of my favorite soundtracks by Michael Giacchino. You know, one of <laughs> arguably one of my favorite Pixar soundtracks, hands down. Um, it's it's my favorite superhero movie, in fact, and one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. It has the best aesthetics, the best visual style, the best Pixar villain syndrome. I mean, that oh, I love this villain writing that it's best oh my god <laughs> this villain is so great he has a great actually it got me because at first when he shows up as an adult i didn't recognize him and then he says i am your biggest fan and then i'm like oh, jesus christ yeah. <laughs> it was awesome and i love his motivation i love his plan you know it's and how it backfires and how he comes back at the end and gets his comeuppance with a thing they also established early you know with a cape it's so great. It's it's so and it also like uh, at a certain amount really dark. Now, what you said about the suicide attempt scene, that was something. <laughs> yeah, that was actually. Like suicide. Did you see a book's life? <laughs> that was something. Exactly. That was something I didn't take as humorous. That's that's something I even as a kid I took as pretty ballsy because in an animated movie in like its first 15 minutes showing a scene like that i actually liked it because it gave the story weight it gave yes. it, it gave this universe a sense of realism and and also uh, introduced a very good concept in a way like wow i, I think uh, most superheroes actually i think have to deal with this at a certain point but they don't really um Establish that you know I don't think I don't think Spider-Man ever saved like a, a, a suicide guy from from jumping or something I I don't know who who knows maybe he did I know I know Superman did at one point but um, it's it's just responsibility for their actions and that that was kind of a, you know a big takeaway I, and I think I mean at least in that scene you know I mean maybe that's just my dark sadistic nature that I found it funny but um, <laughs> I, I mean let's. Uh, the other part of that scene that I really enjoyed, even though we get him for a moment, was my second favorite Pixar villain. Let's not forget Bon Voyage. Oh, he's so great. This is so, this is so fantastic. I really hope he makes a comeback in the sequel. I so hope that. That would be well, amazing. They said they're going to leave right where, you know, they're, they're going to continue right where they left off. So. That's awesome. And they, yeah, awesome. when I heard about that a few days ago, that's actually really awesome. But I think after that, they should make a certain jump in time because I would like to see the kids more grown mm -hmm. up. I would like to see how they live later. You know, I think that would be a great scene for the start. And then maybe they could do like a montage or something. Um, yeah, because yeah, I would exactly. like to, I would like to have the movie take place a few years later. Because yeah, it would be interesting to see the characters grown up and maybe like where the baby is now. And maybe yeah. of all the Pixar movies, this one deserved a sequel the most. It made it made much more sense to make a sequel to that than like you know Finding Nemo or anything. 
But yeah, well, I it, think it ended that way. It asked for it, you know. It kind of yeah. And also a like question mark at the end of the film. So it also like, I, I think uh, this is the sequel we've all been waiting for. Well, since two thousand and four. <laughs> yeah, and also like uh, it, yeah. it being a superhero movie. But I think the reason why we didn't do it until now, I think we just waited for Brad Bird to come back because he was busy with other movies, and that actually makes me have a lot of respect for Pixar, not doing a sequel without him. I actually, yes. I actually think that's pretty. I think that was, I think that was the reason they were like, "Oh, we want like to make another movie," but he's busy now with you know Mission Impossible and the other live oh, action yeah. movies and he wants to do. He's had an amazing career. Like he's gone on and done some fantastic live action directing as well. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's. I respect them too for that. It's that's yeah, very and one of the few they would wait. And one of the few I mean, people who enjoys Tomorrowland. Yeah, yeah, and, and look, I mean, we we can't have the Incredibles without Edna. Come on. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Come oh, on. But, yeah, it's, I always forget that he voices her in the uh, in the original because we uh, the, uh, that's one of the best German dubbing in Pixar history. They do because oh, yeah. they get great voices for them who really really fit the characters, and it's just and the jokes are also so funny uh, when they when they do it in the German version. I actually think I didn't ever watch it in English until now. I really have to I really have to do that. Uh, maybe That's maybe interesting. I mean, I'm I'm very very mixed because at least all of the Pixar films that I've seen in in Mexico have all been uh, in Spanish if I've seen them at the cinema. Um, they whatever they they deem to be a kids movie whether it is or not. Um, usually doesn't receive, um, you know, uh, subtitles in any way. So if I'm watching, I'm watching the Spanish dub, for better or worse. <laughs> all right, all right. Again. Makes everyone aggressive. Um, but <laughs> yes, it's, no, it's, it's really, really um, um, uh, interesting to just hear the different voice casts in Spanish too, um, because, uh, you know, I mean, I'll, some characters, especially in Toy Story, some characters I find better in Spanish, some I find better in English, but it doesn't doesn't matter what international version I watch. Every single voice cast seems to be very, very strong, and um, yeah, nowhere more so than this one. Um, but um, yeah, and, and the first, I mean, yes, we had Boo and, and some humans, but really the first Pixar film in a in a human world, you know, yeah. and they, they, they really pulled it off. And obviously that came with a lot of challenges. But um, yeah, there's there's so much in here, you know, the the, the, the soundtrack, the art, the style, the The, the sound design. The, the Oh, the sound design as well. It's actually incredible. got an Oscar, I think. I, they, they got an Oscar for the sound department somewhere in oh, this movie. Oh, should do. Um, but yeah, the, the, the world building, it's, it's building a mm. history again, it's building a culture, um, and it's social commentary at its height as well. You know, yeah. I mean, it's there's a lot there. It's, um, I mean, to speak to the characterization, it, it takes a super super strong character via way of Mr. Incredible and puts him in a position where he can't use his powers. You know, he's at an insurance agency, you know, <laughs> when we see him at the start of the film. Uh, the, the status quo is broken and um, it, it, it touches on such big, big topics, you know, that, that whole thing of um, everyone's special, when everyone's special, no one is, you know, it's 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 really, really interesting and it, it's it's at its core it's essentially about family and it's it's for the family it's as enjoyable um, yeah. for adults of all ages as it is for children so and also yeah. um, as an adult you pick some stuff up 
you don't get as a kid. So uh, in the yes. in, in the beginning, where they they introduce them with the interview sections, I'm I, I'm sitting there nowadays. I'm like, is that a reference to Watchmen? You know, in a way, because you know the Watchmen comic, because the movie wasn't out at that time, but. You know, it, it it's kind of it it attends this sense of realism and and world building that that Watchmen also did. You know, with with like um, with, with like the certain uh, people, you know, revealing who they were, etc. Et it was actually, you know, it, it it was actually pretty interesting seeing it that way. And uh, what was it again with 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 a villain or something? I I don't no, I I don't remember my point, but. But yeah, it's just it, it has also like some of the best jokes, and I like how they have all the different powers and they establish them also very organically. You know, you you, yes. you can see how they how they do it and how they have to use it and how they have to hide it. And yeah, it's it's um, it's just it's just all around a very very fun movie, and I can't wait when I have kids on my own someday in the future to show them this movie for the very first time. Um, because I, I think it would be it would be a great fun. It's just everything you you want to have in a movie. It's it's yeah. It's a, the only thing you know. It's not. It's just not as emotional. There's not a big tear scene, but but that's that's fine. And um, yeah, I, I think we made we, we made all of our points. It's just it's just an all around yeah. Great, it was really just, good movie. It, it, it was just if I can say that. You know, I mean. Maybe they've had more, and I'm sure they will continue to. But the first real big peak of Pixar, you know, you got Toy Story, boom, Monsters Inc., boom, Finding Nemo, boom, and then poof, the Incredibles. You know, <laughs> it just kept. At this time, they just kept getting better and better and better, and hit after hit after hit, and constant success. And um, yeah, I, I couldn't. I probably haven't been more excited for a sequel than than this one. Yeah, uh, I'm so outside of Star Wars, um, but uh, yeah, it's. I'm so looking forward to it. So looking forward to it. That 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 could be one of the greats again. Um, Yeah, next next Red Bird movie on our list, Ratatouille. That's actually, without a doubt, that's one of my favorites. I, I love this one so much. It's. It has also, in, also like in terms of, maybe that's a theme with Brad Bird, also in terms of the emotion, it doesn't have that big of a tear scene at the end, you know, it's it's not that that, that heavy on, on that level of emotion, but it's just, I love the concept, I love the characters, I love how realistic the, the, the kitchen is and, and how they do it. I love how they they get around of of a red cooking, you know. The red family is great. The the characters in the kitchen are great. France looks just amazing, <laughs> and it makes the film makes me hungry every time. It's so well done with the, with the food stuff. Also, one of the best Chayakino scores. One of my favorite scores of all time, actually. Oh, fantastic! It's, it's so, and the. One of the best villain characters also Pixar has ever had because he's not really a villain. How he turns around is so well done. That's actually the big emotional scene, I think, how he he changes. And his monologue, you know, being a critic myself, Mm. it's just the truth, he says. It's such a great... I think it's one of the best, best monologues in any movie because 
it's it's a pure truth and it's uh, from a critic standpoint he really they really nailed it with that one and also the ending you know how it's kind of bittersweet how it's not an all-around happy ending it's just i also that's one i can't say much about except for that's actually one of my favorites i in all accounts i really really love this one it's just everything a, a, a very very great movie has to have and it's also like just a, a great movie for adults because there are great little jokes they only they would get how he's how he's like i have a tiny a very little little tiny and she looks at him and this that's it's so so funny yeah it's it i i i, I i'm gushing all of this I, I can't help it it's just yeah no it's 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 really really nice to see um, to kind of see the humans and animals working together in this story. <laughs> I love it's not it's not a problem. It's I mean they don't really um, um, you know I mean when when I'm watching the film again I I'm just watching characters. I, I'm yes. not even thinking too much. Oh, a rat in the kitchen. I think the fact that it does that speaks to in volumes to the story because. I mean, my, my wife flat out refuses to watch this one because she has such a phobia of rats. But I, I feel like if I could, you know, eventually twist her arm and, and get her down to watch this, she would feel the same way uh, as I, you know. it's you, you just forget about that. Okay, maybe in the first few scenes you're thinking about that, but it's it's just so, so good. And, it, and it's, it's, again, it's kind of, I don't know, Hollywood doing Europe Right. <laughs> yeah, they just look so cute. The rats look so cute. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty amazing creatures. And and yeah, I agree with you. From, from the critic standpoint, like this film is really for the writers. You know, this yes. is a, a writer's film. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> and, and, and you can tell that the the critics latched onto that story element because they lapped it up as well. They loved it. <laughs> so um, yeah, rightly so. Um, because, uh, like I said, you know, my uh, my wife just can't bring herself to watch this film. This is actually one that I haven't seen for a while. Of course, after this chat, it's the first thing I'm going to do. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it, it's I, I was very, very um, um, uh, again, kind of pleasantly surprised. I think by this point, or certainly certainly by finding Nemo and Incredibles, I was just sold on anything Pixar. I was like. A rat in a kitchen? Yeah, I'm sure they'll do a great film. You know, <laughs> like I just, same I, here. I, I, I just had so much um, uh, faith, and still do. You know, in, in in what Pixar does. You know, they always bring something entertaining, and just again, a near a near perfect film. And um, yeah, it's 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 really really um, uh, amazing amazing soundtrack. That's perhaps not talked about enough it's not forgotten about for sure but you know obviously with Incredibles it, it, it doesn't get as much limelight so, you're so right um, you're totally right about yeah. that um, but yeah G, G Kino when G Kino does Pixar he's on top form <laughs> he's on fire he's just on oh, fire um, yeah it's just I love it so much and also a, a little funny gag in the German uh, version uh, one of the cooks, uh, the one who always tells a different story, how he got to prison, the guy who's like, I killed someone with this fun. Um, in the in the German version, he's voiced by a famous German TV cook, 
So that made it extra funny uh, when you recognized his voice. You know, it's just a little role, but it actually it actually was funny how they got this the celebrity to voice to voice this character. And yeah, it's it's a it's just a great look. You know, it's a great looking movie. It's a great sounding movie. It has uh, all around. It it just has everything I want from a from a fun funny movie. It's it's yeah. It's they they get the characters right and the the. It's one of the best looking movies. Just the warm colors they use and the great character designs who also look like you know 3d cartoon characters and they mm. they don't look in any way like um i don't know like uh uncanny valley or something you know it's just it, it's all it's such a pleasant film all around you know it's it's and it also very very creative and, and in a way pretty original. It, it's one of the more I original. It's one of the most original stories. Yeah, but, yeah. But with something that's I, I can't really think of some concept they they borrowed from, unlike you know Monsters Inc. or or maybe like Toy Story or something. This is actually yeah one of the more original ones, and it's all around. I just I adore it. I love it so much. So I think yeah, that's, and I think it, yeah. I mean it paved the way. I mean, well, obviously they had cars the year before, but I think it, you know it, it paved the way for you know um, uh, you know really to get the, the ball rolling. Because aside from uh, when was it twenty fourteen, um, they have released one, if not two, movies every year since this time. So you know I I I think. By this point, you know, like I said before, you know, and, and arguably even with The Incredibles, you know, everyone was just so invested in Pixar as a studio, you know, because mm-hmm. there's so many animation studios out there that, that really took a long time to get their name, whereas Pixar almost has brand royalty at this point, you know? I mean, people <laughs> people won't say a bad thing about it, you know? People just, just live and breathe these movies, and, you know, I include myself in that, but, um, yeah. It, it, it's just such such a good film and you know even if you are a bit squeamish with rats in the kitchen um leave that to leave that at the door <laughs> yeah and, and they address it they address it in the movie and and it's, yeah. it, they do fun things with it and i love the concept how the the, the ghost of gusto actually kind of haunts him and yeah. it, that's a great that's a great Sorry. way to to get in the mind of of a character it's it's just it, it's just really fun and and, and, and just yeah, awesome. Which brings us to our next movie, one of the, wor- in my opinion, one of the worst marketed movies, because it turned me totally off. And I watched it in the cinema in the very town I'm in right now. So I actually oh. have I have very distinct memories watching this one in the cinema. I this is also one of my. This is actually this is not only one of my favorite Pixar movies and one of my favorite movies of all time this is actually my favorite love story ever oh i have to agree with you there yeah i this actually become i remember sitting in the theater and you know being very very just involved into the into the first like third or something because there's almost no dialogue and it's it's so visual and it's so this this uh 
you know, this version of Earth, which was kind of scary, but also kind of like creative and beautiful in its way with all the junk lying around. And and then, you know, the, the new robot are coming, robot coming. And then, but then also I remember when we first are in the Axiom and mm. we see all the now um, fat people and we see this big, you know, thing where all the brands are advertised you know and we see the first time you know this big big place with all the hoverboards you know like like floating around i actually remember my jaw dropping and my and i'm like not comprehending how creative and how unbelievable this was this was actually totally this was a concept that was totally new to me i, I remember being just enchanted in the cinema and And really, and at the end, also like kind of crying. And it's, you know, the, some people like the first half better than the second half. I just like all of it. You know, it's it just it all of it is is really really great. Even though you know the, the second part is is a little less original. It's it's all of, and also I like I that's uh, it's one of the few times where a 2001 parody actually worked because I'm getting so sick of it in modern media. I'm getting sick of the. Uh, Zarathustra um, uh, melody every time we do a space yeah. joke okay. I'm getting sick of you know all the 2001 references and this one they got it right they really worked it into the plot and I found it very very creative and fitting and I just I love I love this couple I love Wally and Eve so much and how they tell it visually with little dialogue They're dancing in the they're dancing in space, you know, dancing with the stars or something that sequence. It's just one of the most beautiful things ever, and also one of the best Thomas Newman scores of all time. Oh, we totally agreed. Yeah, it's so so good, and this works on so many levels for for, for you, for for me, for for everyone out there. Um, it it deals with with so so much. I mean, I am. A, Again, a huge lover of science fiction, no question. It certainly touches on those elements, or, or at least it's in that setting, you know, a science fiction setting, science, uh, you know, space. But it, I, I, again, it's coming down to character, you know. This, this, there isn't an ensemble cast in this film. This is, you know, <laughs> coming off the back of, of Cars and Ratatouille, um, you know, and, and, and certainly this one and, and the next film up, you know, We're dealing with a very, very small cast of characters here, and yet they're some of the greatest films. <laughs> it's, it's just, it really is. I, I, I praise it so highly because they really had their work cut out. It was no easy task. You know, uh, there's not much dialogue. Uh, I mean, there's, there's essentially one primary character for the first 15 minutes. That's it. There's only Wally and a bug. <laughs> so um, to give such feeling to... Um, You know, two characters that are so mechanical and without any dialogue, well, you know, very little. Um, I think it's amazing. And there's so, there's so much complexity and layering to their relationship, despite its um, apparent simplicity at first. Because, you know, one one builds uh, by Wally and, and one destroys, you know. And, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that's, that's something that's a little gripe I have about this movie because I find it kind of weird how she is there to explore everything and to search for life and every mm. time she encounters a noise she just blows it up 
it's it, it, it's weird. It's 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 kind of weird that way, you know. It uh, that seems like a huge design flaw, mm. but but well, everything else. <laughs> I love you know I love how they work in Hello Dolly. That, that's the other thing I find kind of weird from a from a technical standpoint how they first in, in the news feeds and everything they show the humans as real humans, but they are you know cartoon humans. Um, in the movie, that's something I find. I, I, a yeah, weird. I find that quite jarring. I always forget about that, and every time I see it, I, I remind myself. <laughs> I do too. It's, I, I mean, it, to, to me, it's almost like. <clears throat> excuse me. It's almost like a uh, a zoo animal, you know, looking back at you through the cage. It's kind of taking that perspective and shifting it. So while <laughs> we're looking at to uh, the picture on screen. Well, guess what? When they watch television, they see us. <laughs> you know, in, in, in Happy Feet, they actually kept it consistent, I think. They, they yes. actually showed only real humans, which made it all the more effective uh, in, mm. in that regard. In this one, yeah, I, I, I get it. They, they can't do it all the time because the humans are a big, big part of a movie. But, you know, they, they should, they could have I don't know. Maybe it's it's like some some kind of like meta thing we don't quite understand. Maybe if it was actually intentional to to fool us and also to make the the Earth this version of Earth the much more realistic and and maybe also like maybe they we see it through the eyes of Wally. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Maybe there's there are some more layers to it we don't fully understand. But I think they. They thought something. They thought about this concept. You know, I don't think it was like unintentional in a way. I think they they made it with a thought in mind. We just didn't comprehend yet. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But maybe so maybe so. Um, what was there was something there was something else um, with with a movie. Um, ah, damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Something something that that came to my mind. I. I liked why. Yeah, actually, for a, for a kids movie, it's one of the more complex ones. You know, there are a lot of ideas and a lot of concepts that aren't quite comprehensible for 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 little kids. It is a complex movie with many many themes, and they can get the gist of it, but not all of it. You know, it's it's a very very. It's a movie with many layers, you know, like an onion. <laughs> I go back to Shrek again. No, uh, whatever. It's it's actually yeah. It's I like how how complex it is, and yet how wonderfully simple at its core. That's that's something that many great movies do very well. Yeah, many great Pixar movies. I mean, I think it's um, again, you know, a real social commentary. It's tackling humanity and the problems we're facing today uh, for the last decade you know uh, oversaturation consumption and the environment on a global scale i think this is a film that you would you know be on a desert island about to be submerged underwater and quickly rescue from the case to be archived in the annals of human history you know <laughs> i think it's <laughs> it's it's it, it should be you know it should sit proud in a museum almost a, a commentary a, a, a love letter a journal on life as we see it and where it's going at this moment and yes it's i mean yeah i mean it, it takes place i i think it's 700 years in the future and it's so cool just to see the humans at this point we've never really seen humans at this point in our future you know maybe outside of doctor who but it's it's hmm. so um 
it's so fascinating and, and, and almost, you know, I, I would certainly say believable, just this idea that it is. It that totally technology is. gets so advanced and they just say, okay, well, we'll just please humans 24-7, you know? Um, <laughs> what, what human wouldn't wish their life to be made easier, you know? It's, it's, it's certainly getting that way and it, it, it's definitely an extreme example, but it, it, it touches on so many things, but without being... Um, uh, preachy about it and I think it's, it would be very easy for a film of this story especially in a live action uh, universe for, for this story to get a little preachy you know and I, I think they just they handle it so well there's just enough for kids there's just enough for the people who don't want to delve into all those layers there's just enough for the science fiction fans there's just enough for, for people who enjoy the characterizations of Pixar and it's just nice to see Pixar animate a lot of machines and have them interact with each other. You know, it's not just animals and toys and humans and um, circles. You know, we're dealing with squares and, and metal and and giving <laughs> them characters also. Like right, even right. with the machines, he has a very very short encounter with he he influences like the little uh, machine who just points at stuff. You know, and he waves at it, and then the machine mimics it. It's just, which is fantastic. It, it's, it's so great how it, how that theme goes through the whole movie. Also, like the running yeah. gag with a cleaning robot and how the, how the uh, broken robots help him. You know, uh, it's, it's just there's a lot of stuff to like, and it's just a great ending, and with with a great a little a joke at the end. You know, where you see all the plans there, not far away, and how they just do it all over again it's just you know the 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 end credits tell their own story also with this brilliant wonderful song it's just yeah, it kind of continues the story a little bit <laughs> yeah I, I like i like end credits to do that in, in, a, in an organic way and yeah i like that song i'm a big peter gabriel fan as oh, well so, yeah. it's such such a great song it's it's one of my favorite uh, film songs yeah, yeah all I, around it's strange because uh, you know, to, to, to escape into a fantasy world, especially as, as well fleshed out as this one, it's it's interesting that it, that it fascinates us all so much when it's essentially about us. It's a reflection. It's a mirror of humanity. And, <laughs> you know, that uh, it's a problem that, that is encountered, uh, you know, a lot in Star Trek. Why, why do all the characters have this obsession with the 21st century, you know? <laughs> obsessed in the 20th century, obsessed with baseball and cars and things like this. But but Wally kind of explains that because I, I guess it kind of ends at, at, at that moment. It ends in our moment of time. And that's why Wally collects all these, you know, Rubik's cubes and, and all his little compartments and, so and all great. the films he puts. Also, how yeah, he, yeah. How and he, even, the, even for the humans, it's kind of fascinating to see a human say in a film, "Define Earth, define sea." It's define great dancing, scene. you know. <laughs> it's wonderful, and how yeah. how he, yeah, how he developed a personality, and how he actually got used to his environment, and also works pretty cleverly with everything. You know how he takes uh, something from uh, now dead robot and uses it on its own. Um, it, 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 yeah, there's so much realism in it. And also like how the, the running egg, how the, how the bug just uh, lives through everything, you know, how it's like undefeatable. That's, that's, that's really funny because it, I, I think it, it's supposed to be a roach type thing and, and that just makes, makes actually a pretty, pretty neat sense. 
Yeah, and, and the, what perhaps one of the most indestructible characters in Pixar. Like, can that thing possibly die at all? No. Not that I want it to, but <laughs> it just it survives all these spaceship blasts and, and uh, you know, Wally constantly um, uh, using his tracks over it and things. It's just a <laughs> yeah, and also that, that little thing survives. Also, they're kind of subtle about it, how. I don't know if he actually knew this bug for a long time or if she or if he first sees it at the beginning of a movie. You know, but, but actually something that's actually something I I wasn't quite sure about. Um and, and I think that's actually pretty cleverly done, but yeah, to to to, to end uh, to end it about Wally, it's just uh, it's it's all around. I I really really love this, and it, it's it is one of my favorites. I actually can't do a top three Pixar favorites. Maybe like a top five, and this is definitely high up in the top five. And also, it uh, same oh, for sure. me. It, it it really varies. You know, it's it's it it depends on in what mood I am to watch a certain yes. movie. Actually, usually it depends on what movie I last saw. <laughs> yeah also yeah because I, mean, I, I watched in fact I watched Wally last night because I hadn't seen it for, for a while <laughs> and great. surprise surprise it's number one in my head right at this moment <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome ask me again after you know after tonight um, but uh, yeah no absolutely amazing not just a great uh, Pixar film it's just a great film yeah so let's get away from Wally and let's get to Up short title very short title, very simple title, says everything and nothing at the same time. And also I can sum up this movie in just one word. Brilliance. <laughs> yes. This is just an all-around brilliant movie. I can't say much more about it. It is one of the more emotional ones. It's one of the more realistic ones, actually, and one of the more creative ones. It's... The, that I mean, everybody talks about that montage scene at the beginning and how well it tells the story with just visuals and music. It you just can't help it. It is for itself. It's like a brilliant three-minute short film. You know, you could slap the end uh, at the end of that one, and you would be satisfied with it as a short film. But all the rest of it, it's so creative. It's so funny. It's great how his his you know childhood hero comes back at the end to be the villain, and also how he how 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 dark how kind of dark it gets at the end. I love the ending, I love the imagery. I tear up every time, at least at like three points in the movie. It's it's all it's one of my biggest favorites it's, it's one of the best animated movies ever made it's, it's just it takes advantage of everything i can't say much about it. it's a brilliant music brilliant characters brilliant idea not entirely original as far as i know but just it's so it's in every term of it's in every meaning of the word it's just brilliant and wonderful yeah exactly and, and every synonym in between it's <laughs> it's it's, it is. It's incredible. I mean, and arguably one of the most powerful starts to a film ever. I mean, Pixar just punched us in the feels straight away. Unbelievable. Uh, such an emotional backstory in the opening 10 minutes. You, you can't... I know it, it's something that's talked about a lot, but you, rightly so. I mean, you can't 
how can they create these characters that we've only just seen, that we've only just encountered, <laughs> and have me reaching for the tissue box so soon? Because it's um, so realistic. It, it's such a yeah. so realistic. It's so well told, and and uh, any other movie probably like would have told half the story with them as kid characters or something. Who knows? But here, if they introduce them in the first three minutes, and then they tell for the next three minutes their whole life, and you just you have all the feelings for it, and it's so incredibly yeah, realistic in a way. Of I mean, I mean, he, he flies away with his house, but it's just so they, they explain it so well, and they get the best counter character for him to bounce off of. And the concept of a speaking dogs, it's so it's so funny and so creative and it makes so much sense in this universe. It's just great that this thing kind of translates with the thoughts of the dogs. And the awesome how they they play with it and this scary looking dog has this high pitched squeaky voice and just it's it's so it's it's such a simple kind of stupid joke, but it works so well. It's it's just amazing. And um The only thing I'm kind of wondering about, which is a little plot hole nitpick, how the uh, how his um, childhood idol is still alive at this point, you know, it, no, it's if it's yeah. kind of it's kind of weird, you know, you could say like it maybe like it's like a, a Captain Ahab thing, you know, how the, his search keeps him alive. But I I actually uh, thought about it. Maybe it's just the great air in that area, you know. Maybe it's just so. Well, I can certainly attest to that. The air in the Americas is much better than uh, rainy, uh, grimy England. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? You know, maybe it was bad. Yeah, no, it's 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 amazing. The central idea, you know, the adve ad adventure is out there, you know, and that's it's what Pixar is all about. It's whether we all get to go on our own great big adventures and in life is, is neither here or there. We all want to. We're all curious. We're all travelers at heart. It's a very human thing. And I, and I, I feel with, with Up that it's, you know, I, that backstory aside, I mean, this is the central character is a stubborn, grumpy old man. It's so <laughs> unconventional. Yeah. It's so, un yeah. you never, you have never seen. Following him across the globe. Yeah. And it's so surreal, you know, balloons on a house. I mean, this, the, <laughs> You've never seen a hero like this in an animated movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's incredible. It really is, and you know, uh, yes, the animation. Everyone working on this film did such a good job, but I have to give huge, huge props to uh, to Giacchino on this one as well. You know, this is my one of my still one of my favorite Pixar scores uh, and one of my favorite scores by him in, in a year where he also wrote another score to the, the, the Star Trek film. Um, in that score, he made me cry in the first five minutes, too. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we all must have got through a lot of tissues in 2009 because <laughs> that, the, the, the emotions um, that we go through is just, just incredible. And, and this is a real you know, couples film. This is a film that you know I can I can watch with my wife and you know not feel ashamed about crying this is, over. <laughs> this is a film you can watch with anybody. That's so great. Yeah, no, totally, totally. To to go on a quick sideline about Giacchino, he's um, I I have I have already I have um, a score reviewing site, a, a German blog where I talk about scores and everything, and I have reviewed already a couple of his you know more recent works because it's a a blog that's not too old. 
And I always found, find it amazing how he's one of the busiest composers working today. You know, he, he, he scores everything now. And how he always has a very high quality about it. And also how he is... He, he does different things, but he is so recognizable. You know, it's so distinct. You hear just a couple of phrases or notes and you can easily identify him and no matter if it is like Jupiter ascending or up or or Ratatouille or like one of the Star Trek uh, movies or even like you know um, um, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes or like the, the recent you know Spider-Man Homecoming it's just he is so recognizable and he has this distinct style I just and also which is really important he's one of a few composers working today who is unashamedly emotional in every way who doesn't shy away from the music wearing its heart on its sleeve you know it's just so blatant in this in, in a great way you know it, it's not it's not ashamed it, it's just you know where um, a lot of scores now tend to be a little too minimalistic and a little too anonymous and kind of sound like each other he just has such a great um, voice who is not afraid yes. to show its emotion and that's one thing I just that makes him one of my favorite composers working today because he's yeah, just sure. yeah he gets it he gets it like no one like pretty much no one else nowadays except for like when whenever John Williams scores a movie now yeah no that, that, that's why he's the perfect fit for Pixar um, yeah it's it's so good I mean I I I love a lot of what Jake you know does and always have, but it's uh, in more, you know, just taking a quick, quick glimpse of, of the ones that shine out to me. It is the the Pixar scores um, that I keep coming back to. Um, yeah, he, he does such a good job. He does have such a good handle on everything, and if even even with you know, if you just take. Uh, the Incredibles, just as one example, like immediately he's, I mean, he's still <laughs> one of the best composers working for Pixar. Um, it, it's it's just incredible what he can do and continue, keeps bringing awesome scores to the table. The man never stops, the man never sleeps. <laughs> like, 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 like this year, how many oh. scores does he write this year? You know, he has like Book of Henry, he has uh, War yeah. of the Planet of the Apes, he has Amazing Spider-Man. He's something else. It, it, you know, I, I can't even think of it. And it's also um, what, what I found pretty funny. And this is uh, in terms of like Pixar versus DreamWorks, because for a long time, because uh, DreamWorks from the beginning was uh, for for the guys um, from uh, Hans Zimmer and 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 everything. You know, it was a remote control thing from the beginning. You know. At, from ants to through how to train your dragon to everything it was either scored by Simmer or one of his prodigies and uh, Pixar had three composers of choice now they began with Randy Newman then they got uh, Thomas Newman and then Michael Giacchino for a few projects and I thought alright they are settled on one of those three composers and then they changed it for Merida and they got uh, a new composer uh, Patrick Doyle for that as a, for, for Brave and in the same year, DreamWorks also changed it up. For in that exact same year, um, 
uh, there was a rework score that wasn't for the first time that was composed by a Hans Zimmer uh, um, uh, 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 prodigy. It was scored by Alexander Depla, um, Rise of the Guardians, which I thought was actually a pretty uh, nice coincidence. Or maybe it wasn't a coincidence, but I found that very, very funny when I figured that out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true, it's true. Yeah, I mean, like you say, I mean, since Patrick Doyle, you know, they've, they've kind of adventured a, a, a little bit out there, <laughs> to borrow their quote. I mean... Yes, Patrick Doyle, obviously Michael and Jeff Dana on, on The Good Dinosaur. Um, but yeah, they've still stuck to this core team of, yeah, of Randy Newman, Thomas Newman, uh, and Michael Giacchino. You know, I mean, I think, yeah, Giacchino's up to this point, he's done five scores, but Randy Newman's done eight, you know. And, and I think that, you know... He, he rubs some people the wrong way for whatever reason. They just don't like his style. But his, his songs aside, like his scores for Toy Story, for, for Monsters, um, even for Cars, you know, they're, they're incredible, incredible scores. They're really, really good. And there's a lot there to, um, to love and even learn as an orchestrator. Um, I, I feel like he, he's so underappreciated. But to me, he's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He, dare I say it, but he, he's, he's, he might even be in my top three favorite composers, hands down, just because of the work he's done on Pixar. Um, my, my favorite score so, yeah. is my favorite score is probably not uh, a Pixar movie, uh, but my favorite score is probably Maverick. I, I, I like that oh, score a lot. Great score, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just a lot yeah, of fun, a lot of fun. How it revels in the Western cliches. It's, it's just, it's just great. Yeah, um, but but I think yeah, when we gush any more about up, you know, we, we might lose our minds because it's just <laughs> every definition of a word brilliant. And we come to the last, yeah, to the final movie on our list because we talked about everything else, Inside Out, which I can guess what your thoughts on it are. This was my yeah. It's dreadful. I hate it. No, <laughs> it was, it was, I want to tear it apart inside out um, <laughs> this actually was my favorite movie of 2015 I that was one of a one of a few times I came out of the cinema and had this and was on this like great film high you know where you feel like you you just had the best one of the best trips ever and you have this big dumb grin on your face on your way out of a theater that was this one for me i love this one so much it's one yeah it, it's one of the best pixar movies ever also like the concept itself not entirely original but also like so cleverly done and i can't i just watched it um recently a few days ago because of the um the fiance of my um brother hadn't seen it yet And so uh, we showed it to her, and she really, really liked it. And also, I again cried at a certain point. I think you can guess which one. It's <laughs> I cry every time. It's so. And also, uh, when I watched the movie a second time, it was with my mom, and she looked over to me when you know she she gets out of a a big dark pit, you know, and then she 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 looks back, and he's like, "Fly with her to the moon," and so and, and and all that stuff. And I'm sitting there like, and, and I, I have tears in my eyes, and my mother looks uh, uh, to me and says, "Lasse, it's just a movie." <laughs> 
And I'm like, I can't help it. It's just so sad. It's so... Damn it. That movie, it, it gives me all the feels. Yeah, for the right... It's such an emotional movie and it's about emotions. I mean, how much more corny can you get? It just... And it hits all the right notes. And it's so creative and it's so imaginative. My favorite part is when we go through like, to like the Dream Studios because that's just... That's just awesome. It's... it's um, and one of the biggest laughs is actually the creepy clown for me because it's it's so it's so over the top and it's so blatant, you know, when he's like, "Who is the birthday kid?" and it's so that's a good approximation of his voice. Did you do the voice? <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it, and it actually, I'm I'm doing the German voice, so I guess they translated it pretty well. Yeah, it just quite yeah. <laughs> I, thank you, thank you. I loved it just so much. I love the concept so much, and it's how how if uh, fear is uh, is is just shocked and he wakes her up. It's just oh, it's just just so so incredible yeah i mean it, it it's actually interesting the, the way we have done this and, and the last film we we talked about was um was up because that was the last uh the last film that this director pete doctor directed before this film um you know again you know the guy behind um the, the guy who directed monsters inc too i mean it's it, it this when i came out uh of seeing this film this film shot straight to the top three of my Pixar list. And in fact, I, I would say, you know, top two, I think the the ones that haven't changed, you know, they're, they're going to be very hard to beat. You know, Incredibles, number one, and Inside Out, number two. You know, and, and even that is subject to debate. <laughs> like the, the emotions in my mind are, are forever changing those around. But uh, we talked about how original Ratatouille was. I mean, if that's original, then this is something else. This is originality at its height. This is, again, you know, I would argue after The Incredibles, the second peak of Pixar. This is just something. I, yeah, the thing is, even with the trailers and the teasers and, and what little I knew about it going into it, I I didn't really know what to expect, um, you know, or, or, or at the very least, I didn't know how they would execute it. Um, but yeah, after seeing it, I just look around at my wife and, you know, through tears in our eyes, <laughs> we were yeah. just like, wow, that was one of the best films again that we've ever seen it's yeah oh so, so good here in, in germany the marketing was just insane you couldn't escape oh. it you know it's so much that like even the characters you know um before other movies they <laughs> like uh kind of like um they, they redubbed it so it sounded like they were talking about hey have you have you gotten your popcorn yet and and and, and stuff like that so so you you couldn't escape it and you I quickly got a grasp of the concept, but not really. They were clever of not showing the plot because the plot itself is something that some Pixar movies actually do. And it get, it's getting kind of old now because um, The Good Dinosaur actually did the same thing. You know, two characters who don't get along well with each other get lost and have to find their way back home. It's also something like, something like Fine Nemo does... Um, uh, you know, um, up kind of does it in a way, but also like especially the good dinosaur and Inside Out. You know, it, it's it has the same concept in that way, and it was really glad that the trailer didn't um, didn't say that um, because I I would have been fine with just uh, spending the whole time you know in that uh, uh, with the five of them you know getting along 
and uh, doing what they can, but uh, adding this big, big existential conflict and them trying to find their way back home, you know, it, it of course um, manages to be much more emotional, much more visually interesting, and that's actually the perfect way. Even though I discovered a little plot hole in this, because pretty early on they run into these characters who are able to send, uh, like, like this, this, um, this earworm back into the head, you know, like the, the certain memories. And so I'm like, why didn't they approach them to send the, the core memories back, uh, back up if, if that seems to be so easy. So that, that's a little, that's a little nitpick, but you know, these characters leave the frame so, so quickly that maybe they, they didn't, they didn't come to that conclusion. So, so early, who knows, you know, that, that's just a little nitpick. That's a little plot hole, but whatever, you know, every movie has something to, to, uh, uh, rant about in that in that case, but it oh, the, the, there is a movie, and even you know, as as imaginative and as clever as this movie is, there are even some things I don't quite understand. Like to this day, like when they get into this weird tunnel where they change shape, and then you know, abstract thinking or something, that was too high for me. You know, I didn't get that one at all the first time I saw it. It was like a bunch of weird stuff happening, and I'm like, what? <laughs> But that's way too complex for a kids' movie, and I liked it. But still, to this day, I don't quite grasp it. But I know it's interesting, and I know it's clever. But I, I'm not sure uh, how much. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think it's it's um, <laughs> speaking as someone who's who's lived in the Americas for the last few years and and kind of escaped the European mindset. Um, yeah, I definitely just go with things now. <laughs> my, my, my serious English, rational, always critical and analytical and everything side of me has, has kind of fallen to the wayside. And, 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 you know, with age has come, you know, a lot of, uh, I don't know, patience and, and um, you know, just a, a kind of carefree attitude. But, um, yeah, yeah, yes, there's, there's definitely things that, that I question inside, but... Um, it's it's such a, a solid story presented so well in such an imaginative way. Um, I I can't say enough good things about this one, and and I really um, really would urge anyone who hasn't yet seen it, please, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's first, incredible. I first mean... thing you do after listening to this, because oh, it's 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 an incredible film. Um, it's not just an incredible animation or an incredible uh, Pixar film. It is just an incredible film, and also and, some. Uh, someone I want a sequel to, you know, that's, that's right for a sequel, you know, what, mm, a few yeah. years later, when she's a teenager, what, what are they going to do now? Are there maybe new emotions? You know, because I know they rewrote the script pretty early on. They were supposed to be other characters in her head. They, they, uh, Certainly a lot to explore. Yeah. They, because, because they, they figured it was too much. They were at least like two or three other characters supposed to be in it. You know, one, one or three, two or three more emotions. And they changed it to, uh, to those five, which I think is a good thing because those are, those are quite enough. But yeah, it's, it's, um, I would like to see how, it goes on from where because yeah it, it would be actually pretty fascinating and um also like when you get a glimpse in the head of the other ones which is interesting how she seems to be the only one who has mixed gender characters in her head because the other ones seem to have either like just 
boys or just girls, uh, depending on their own uh, gender, which I found pretty interesting. Which I was like, there's maybe also a more complex idea hidden there, but who, who knows? Maybe it's just, you know, they wanted to change it up a bit and they thought, oh, for, for the other ones, you know, we, we don't really have to do that. But that seems too uncreative for me. I think they actually thought about something with that concept. Who knows, you know? It, it is... Yeah, I wouldn't put it past Pixar. They're clever folks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you... I, think they, I, I think they probably left a little, you know, they left some space maybe to explore in future. And, you know, maybe not to be too short-sighted about the future i think you know the possibility for a sequel for this one too is uh, very strong you know i mean you know maybe not the next 10 years but you know how long will pixar be around 50 years 100 years <laughs> past our lifetimes it you seems know, like I they've think, been yeah. around forever now <laughs> so i mean yeah who knows but um yeah that is certainly uh, something that could be explored but uh, yeah I, I really didn't expect, you know, uh, a, a film to shoot that high up on my, well, forever changing list of Pixar films. But <laughs> yeah, after a few years this of is a, a favorite for sure. Um, after yeah, a few years I, of just lulls, you know, of, of of things that weren't as good as as other as other ones, you know, since Up, um, where there wasn't a movie from Pixar that I just flat out loved, you know, even, you know, Toy Story three was maybe like the the, the best of those. And you know, the, I I I I wasn't, you know, the, 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 the Monsters University was fine, but but everything else, I was just kind of disappointed by. Even though you know, Cast Two was kind of like a positive surprise because I expected nothing. But you know, it, in in hindsight, it's not a pretty good. It's not a very good movie. So, um, yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's actually great it's, it's, to have finally. I was like, yeah, Pixar is back now, and now when they do one of these movies of that quality every few years. I can forgive them kind of uninspired stuff like The Good Dinosaur or even like Cars Free, you know. it's, it's I, I can forgive that because those movies make enough money for them to do the great movies. And as long as it stays that way, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Actually, I mean, I was just looking at the list just then and... I'm kind of worried now because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the Pixar filmography and for me it's kind of been too good, too bad, or, or, or too good and too kind of okay films. I mean, from, from we had Up and Toy Story 3, great, love them. Then we had Cars 2 and Brave. Uh, then we had Monsters University, which, as you know, I loved, and then Inside Out, great. <laughs> then we had The Good Dinosaur and Finding Dory. I'm back to... Uh, um, <laughs> And I'll tell you why it worries me. Was yes, I, like I said, I, I did really enjoy Cars Three. I thought it was, you know, very mature storytelling. Um, and I'm I'm pretty guaranteed that I will love Coco. <laughs> because it's uh, set, I'm so looking forward to that one. <laughs> I'm really so. looking forward to that one also. But but it's weird. A few years ago, wasn't there another movie that did kind of like the same thing? Wasn't it called like the Book of Life produced by Guillermo yes. del Toro? Because because I found it weird when I saw the trailer first for, for Coco. I think it was in the cinema. Maybe like when we saw Beauty and the Beast or something, uh, the remake, and, and they had the trailer for Coco. And I was I was sitting there like, wait a minute, they, they already did a movie like this a few years ago. And I leaned over to my mom and told her, and she was like, oh, really? Because uh, that one didn't 
come here to cinemas in in Germany. I think it went straight to DVD, and I haven't seen it yet. I heard it was I heard it was pretty good actually. I, I was curious about it, but I didn't get a chance to see it yet. So a beautiful, beautiful world. Yeah, I mean, actually, it was the the very first movie I saw when I came to to live here in Mexico. So. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, of course, I. Why not? You know, see it in Spanish. It's it's set here, but yeah, it's interesting. I I see that a lot online, and it's kind of like ants and a bug's life. I think there's <laughs> some kind of feud between DreamWorks and and Pixar over over those two films. You know, maybe the ants idea was possibly stolen at some point. So, and you know. The, I, I think it's quite trendy and, and fashionable I, I re to say these things online because I remember when um, The Hunger Games came out and all I ever saw in the YouTube comments, <laughs> which isn't a great place to find <laughs> uh, thought or logic, but <laughs> Tell me about not, it. I mean, it's not always, but um, yeah, the first, the first thing I would always see is people would write Battle Royale as yeah. if they were so clever to notice the similarity between, oh, look, this film is like this film. <laughs> already seen it. You know, it's like, well, well so what? Um, <laughs> it's I, just kind of how I feel about this one, you know, because but, maybe, yes, it is very similar. It touches on very similar material for the rest of the world. But honestly, that's just daily life here in Mexico. Um, yes, we don't have skeletons walking around except on Day of the Dead, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it's just nice to see different interpretations in the same way as we would see many, many interpretations of American life over the years. So, oh, yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And considering that, um, you know, uh, a Book of Life it didn't come out here in cinema, but this one dealing with uh, kind of the same topic. And but being from Pixar, now uh, Germany has uh, a much bigger chance learning about that culture that really wasn't depicted much on international in international films. So it it opens up a whole new world for a lot of people here. I think, uh, which is yeah. very very, which might be very very interesting. I think the the plot. I, I don't. It, it remembers me vaguely of like the concept of you know Corpse Bride. Um, mm. In, in a way, you know, but, but as little as I've seen of it in, in the teaser, but but I'm sure it will be, you know, it, it, it I'm really really interested in that. It looks like something, it, lo it looks like something different. I'm always open for for stuff like that. And also, what you just said about people, um, people comparing movies, you know, the, the the same YouTube commenters who would say, oh, uh, this is a rip, you know, Hunger Games, a rip of Battle Royale and everything. The same people would would later comment, ah, why can't we get more original movies like back in the day, you know, like Star Wars? <laughs> 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 and, I'm like, and I'm like, guys, guys, please do your research, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, and it's 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 something that's not often not often talked about. I mean, it's certainly out there, but I I, I think we have to remember that 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 this 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 constant search. Oh, let me just wait for that really loud helicopter to disappear. <laughs> I, I can hear it. Actually, Hopefully I'm not being swatted. Um, <laughs> How so, dare um, you talking about Pixar? <laughs> um, yeah. So. At, at least for you know the current um, you know opinion you know that, that there is this kind of a, a almost obsession this constant 
um, clamoring by fans, this constant quest for originality all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very recent thing in human history that that has happened. I mean, we forget, you know, back in the times of cave paintings on walls and, and telling stories over the campfire, like, Basically, people were just looking for the, the retelling of a story with new characters. You know, they, they weren't necessarily looking for that constant, you know, quest for originality. So I, 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 I see what people mean. You know, it's important that you try and tread new ground and do different things. But you know what? It, 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 even if it is a, a reboot or a rehash or, or, you know, <laughs> for example, Disney at the moment doing all these live action versions, if it's good... I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, 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 I mean, I, I think that kind of constant quest for originality has been something that's certainly been bugging me over the last few years. It's like, well, well why? You know, I mean, <laughs> it's a, you know, but, but look, I, I get it. And obviously, um, yes, we're going to get The Incredibles 2, which we're both really looking forward to, and I'm sure everyone out there is, um, and, and, and Toy Story 4 to, to, to a lesser extent. Um, but, you know, when Pixar does original stories, as we've seen with Inside Out, we, we know we have something special to look forward to. And uh, maybe it's not every year, but I have patience. I can wait a few years. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can get I, I get both points to, to, to quickly uh, go over that, because... Yeah. Now we live in a world of franchises now because Marvel is just so big and so successful and it, it, it this goes on since 2008 and now everybody wants to be as successful as Marvel with a shared universe so much so that movies do it now with things that weren't really supposed to be like that. They're doing like now a conjuring cinematic universe and all these spin-off movies going from those that horror movie and also like they do, they're trying this with the Universal Monsters. You know, the first one was supposed to be the Mummy, so much so that they even have a Dark Universe logo with an own Danny Elfman title theme in front of it. So it's it's everybody now wants to be like something else because that is successful and think that is what a lot of people are bothered by. Because, yeah, we, we always had, you know, unoriginal things and everything and, and just, you know, rehashes and um, things being inspired by something. And nowadays, even people are glad when a sequel to something more original comes out or we do more original things with or it something based on something that hasn't adapted that hasn't been adapted before comes out. You know how yeah. Kings how Kingsman was was really big surprise, even though it was based on a comic book, but it was just something something fresh for you know, something we needed. You know, this hardcore Roger Moore Bond movie we all needed to happen. And and also like uh Mad Max Fury Road, you know, bringing back, you know, the the hardcore awesome action that was really kind of gone for a while. And if it was based on an on an old uh, franchise, but it was just something it did it did other things with it, you know, and it brought back visual storytelling to cinema, which was also which was also pretty rare nowadays, where uh, all the action superhero movies really feel the need to explain everything instead of just showing it. Even uh, even the Marvel movies um, have that thought sometimes, even though a lot of those are pretty good. I think that's the point, you know, they. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are right. As long as the movie is good, I don't really care. Even though if something is a ripoff or something, and the reason why all these Disney remakes come out now is because 
John Carter and the Lone Ranger were such big bombs at the box office where uh, when those movies would have been if those movies were successes I doubt we would have these Disney remakes now because they lost so much money that they needed a safe bet and those remakes for some reason I don't know why they make a lot of money and I actually thought the Jungle Book worked very very well um, I, I liked that one a lot <gasps> Jungle Book was amazing. I didn't yeah. like. I, didn't, I, I, I cried in the Jungle Book just with the music. <laughs> I, like, I didn't. Really I didn't like. I didn't like Beauty and the Beast at all. You know, that, because that was that's the original is one of my favorite, maybe the most perfect Disney musical ever for me. Uh, so, yeah. so it's hard. You know, it, it's hard to come. To, to, it, it's hard to um, to look past that and and seeing this movie who thinks it can do it better better than the first animated movie who got nominated for best picture i'm like come on guys so i i I'd liked i did like that movie for several for several big reasons even though there were some things i i kind of i kind of enjoyed about but whatever i, I didn't think it was a good movie and i don't know what what comes next with these i know that tim burton has just started with dumbo um and, uh, yeah, there's some there's some interesting uh, choices. For, yeah, they're, for they're doing something there, different. So. It, it doesn't sound at all like the original story, which I'm really excited about. So I think it, it's going to be like you know Pete's Dragon, which wasn't really a remake of the original. It was uh, the, the the basic concept with a different spin on it. And that's that was really good cracking score to that one. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I own the score as well. And that's that's something you know when they do it like that. And, you know, with this unique Tim Burton spin on it, maybe it could be something cool, because I'm not a huge fan of the original Dumbo. I thought it was a pretty depressing movie until, like, you know, I, I enjoyed how he learned to fly, and I enjoyed some of the characters, but I thought it was a pretty... They were so mean-spirited against this poor little elephant, and, yeah, whatever, you know, it's... it's uh, Yeah, but I really got sidetracked here, <laughs> but I think it's something... No, no, it's true. I, I mean, I... I... I think we're just, you know, speaking to that point. I, I really yeah. think that, um, you know, we, we kind I mean, art is, you know, an imitation of reality. I mean, it, 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 we, we're getting a lot of these not just because studios want to make money, because guess what? They've always wanted to make money. That's not a new thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. ever since the dawn of man. Um, but, uh, or at least the dawn of capitalism. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like um, because we, we also live in a time of nostalgia, you know, in, 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 in everything, you know, um, yeah. not just entertainment, but uh, fashion, you know, and, and, and so many things, music as well. We kind of voting with our, our dollars or our euros or our pounds or our pesos or <laughs> whatever currency you have. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we go we into the movie we have watching these coins. things and, you, and you, you don't have to watch them. You can stay at home and, um, you know, save your money for, I don't know, Oktoberfest or something. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, Guess. Seriously, you know, I mean, it's um, just because it exists out there doesn't mean you have to watch it. I mean, as a musician, I come from a land of so many covers. And in the musical world, there's constantly people doing different versions of songs. You know, it's, it's, it, it forever will be. And in the film world, you know, um, 
I feel like I don't know. I, I feel like some people just have to have to get over that a little bit. And and look, if it's your most prized, precious film that you have a lot of memories with, look, I, I get it. <laughs> I've got a lot of those films. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, they, they exist and, and you don't have to see them and it, it, it doesn't really matter. It's, it, no one's trying to, uh, you know, slight you or replace your memories, but it's, uh, it's certainly a product not just of money, but of, of culture as it exists at the moment. So, yeah. Will that change? I, I don't know. Well, if we get more movies like Inside Out, I'm sure it will. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I totally yeah. have to agree with it. Actually, um, uh, w in Germany, we pay with, with old gold coins, just to answer your question. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. Of course. Yeah. And that, yeah, you, you, had, you had a lot of good points there. Exactly. Um, Man, um, and if um, I think we can come to an end now of this now extended episodes, it had it holds for new record now. Um, yeah, we talked a lot more about it than I expected. We actually talked about every every movie, but it's I actually think you know that's good because then that's behind us, you know. We, so we, yeah. we we haven't forgotten anything. And um, before we. Uh, before we say our goodbyes and you, we can uh, plug our stuff, you know, uh, making a little uh, commercial here. Let me just say, this, it was a blast talking to you. I had so much fun and it was great to hear your opinion on these certain movies. And it's great to able to be able to branch out and meet other people uh, this way who who you can just geek out with, you know. Yeah, no, thank you. I feel exactly the same way. It was really nice to, to, to meet you and talk to you. And I mean, there's certain, um, you know, uh, certain discussion topics that will just mean you're going to talk for hours and hours and hours and hours. But <laughs> I didn't, I didn't necessarily expect that with this one. But um, it was it was fun to hear all your interesting points. And it was really nice to podcast with a European for a change. because. <laughs> I, I can expect, you know, rationale and logic and not so much pandering and, uh, you know, too much positivity. So, so I, I, I definitely enjoyed that because I feel like we gave very, very uh, honest and transparent opinions with people. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it was, not, it was a blast to talk to you. I, I mean, I could, I'm sure we could talk for another three hours about Pixar, but, uh, yeah, we definitely did it justice. <laughs> yeah. If, if, you know, next time all the short films no I haven't seen all of them <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> but, but um, yeah actually, I actually was very very surprised because I didn't know much about your nationality except for you know you're, you're broadcasting right now from, from Mexico so, so I, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't sure and I was really surprised by your accent <laughs> oh there we go <laughs> or maybe or even like the lack of an accent who knows but you, you, you definitely sounded differently than I, than I expected to be And I hope you know. Several people told me that um, that I don't have a very uh, noticeable accent. So I, I don't know if, if you if you had any uh, thoughts about it, how I how I would sound or how you expected me to sound. No, well, one of my many jobs, because I'm a freelance maniac, um, <laughs> is actually. <laughs> He's actually an English teacher, so I teach English to a lot of foreign people online every day. So, I mean, I, I, I can certainly certainly tell you're Germanic, but your, your, your language and vocabulary and, and grammar and structure of words and expressions, it's all super, super impressive. I mean, look, in England, we're always very, very impressed with, with Germans in anything, you know. <laughs> When I think of Germany, I think of... Oh, you know, efficiency. But but, but at the same, I'm sure everyone says that. But at the same time, 
what I love about the German nationality, aside from your excellent English, um, is is just this idea that, that that Germany is so kind of efficient and well planned out on the week, and then on the weekend Germans just go crazy like they, they almost become different people they, you can have a real drink with them and just you know relax so well and just i i, I don't know i think english people are, are a little too um i don't know serious sometimes you know a little bit uh, pretentious maybe so yeah i get that i get what i mean. yeah um, and, it, and it's true you know that's not a stereotype that's true I'm, i i have no love for england or english people whatsoever so um say whatever you want <laughs> oh, all right, that's fair. apart from apart from um you know sarcasm and my love of beer that's the only thing i take from england <laughs> Monty Python. Uh, but, uh, but no, seriously, yeah, you speak great, really, really well. And I think that, um, yeah, at, at least here, my accent has definitely slowly changed. Obviously, I, I still sound incredibly British to most people. But, you know, at least when I speak to, to British people, they tell me that there's a few Americanisms popping in here and there. But I, I just don't speak, you know, English that much, uh, you know, as much as I did. And <laughs> when I do, it's usually to North Americans. So, yeah, yeah my accent is, is lost in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. <laughs> that's, yeah, but that's actually fantastic. Thank you so much for the compliment, because I get that uh, a lot from, from certain people uh, that I... Um, that I speak rather well. It is just you know it, it, it's practice, practice, practice. Even though I don't get much, um, I don't get what out. I don't get much out there, you know, to to really speak to certain people. But you know that's that's the internet for. And to someone who listens to you know Film Brain uh, vlogs every day, um, your accent really isn't noticeable at all because. <laughs> Obvious, obviously, uh, Matthew Buck has has a pretty distinct, um, st stronger accent. So I'm I kind of got used to all kinds of accents because I just love to listen to um, podcasts and uh, commentary and everything. I'd like to watch mo uh, movies uh, uh, in the in in the English language. So yeah, but but thank thank you so much for that. Um, I've, now, before we can say goodbye, you can you can um, advertise your stuff now. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I had an absolute, absolute blast on, on this show. It was really, really fun to talk to you. And, and you know, I, I hope the listeners got a kick out of it too. I hope they enjoyed it. And I would love to hear their thoughts and opinions and, and just what they think. Um, anything we didn't mention probably wasn't much, but uh, <laughs> I mean, well, there's always more to discover. So, um Yes, so like I said before, I'm a composer, I'm a podcaster, I am the, the social media manager and, and co-founder of CitrusSoundTheatre.com, where I write a, a Halloween music album every year with my best friend, uh, William Dodson, and we produce the podcast, Citrus Sound Radio, um, all about film scores, TV soundtracks, video game, media, and Disney music. Um, and if you want to connect with us, you can find all our links on sightyoursoundtheatre.com. Uh, that's theatre spelt the British way with, with Ari at the end, or uh, <laughs> the, the French way, I guess. <laughs> if you're talking to uh, Sideshow on social networks, then you're talking to me. So don't be shy. Come and say hello. And if you want to reach out to me, then you can find all my links to, well, absolutely bloody everything. Um, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Snapchat, Bandcamp, Pinterest, just you name it, I'll be there. Um, but you can find all those links at Wendell. 
jones.com wendell-jones.com so um yeah enjoy and come and say hello I'm, i'm happy to meet all of you Great, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I will also uh, put your links um, under the video as soon as you send it to me and the video goes online. When the video goes online, I will send the link to you, of course, so you can share it, you know, so we can, uh, so, so uh, um, yeah, so I can branch out as well. And um, I hope uh, I can be a guest on one of your shows uh, sometime in the future. You you said that uh, for the next, uh, you know, in the recent, uh, in the next little future there's not much planned but but you know as soon as something is, is, is as soon as something is free is, as soon as something is planned just contact me and i will be very very glad to be a part of it um you can find all of my stuff uh, in case you don't know me you can all uh, you can find all of my stuff on uh, on youtube for the most part uh, under the channel name the depart or like when you get when you uh, type in lasse vogt you can find all my short films and all my reviews there um, for, for the German listeners or for, for English listeners you can find me on Facebook and on Twitter under my name and my German uh, soundtrack reviews you can find on uh, scorgeek.wordpress.com um, very very good stuff you can uh, run um, uh, if you like <laughs> you, can, you can run a, a translation program of it I tested it it actually uh, translates it pretty accurately uh, with few exceptions so, so you can fill in the blanks um, yeah, and, uh, my, my podcast you can find yeah also on YouTube. Thank you, thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much to be a part of it. I had a great time uh, talking to you, and I hope we can uh, repeat this uh, about another topic uh, sometimes in the near, 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 near future as soon as possible. Um, is there anything Absolutely. else? Absolutely. How about tomorrow? No. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, actually. No, but seriously. That- Thank you. I, I am honored to be here and talk with you. I had an absolute blast. It's really nice to, um, you know, connect with, uh, you know, my fellow European podcasters back home for a change. And uh, yeah, it was a pleasure. And I, I, I hope all your listeners got a kick out of that. And um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think I think my last little thought would be. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen Inside Out, what are you doing? Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go out of your chair and inside your chair again when you rented the movie or something. But yes, thank you. For, for all the German listeners out there who don't know who, what the hell is Inside Out? It's actually the movie that's called Alles steht Kopf in Germany. So don't be yep. weirded out anymore. I think now we, we covered it all. Yeah, thank you so much for being a part of this. I had a great fun and I hope we can repeat this again. Um, so um, I guess that's it. Tomorrow I actually have another recording, uh, this time with a, a German podcaster. So uh, I have a busy week. And on on a Wednesday, I have two friends over who uh, will watch um, Lord of the Rings of Two Towers for the very first time. I'm very excited to uh, watch that with them because that's my favorite movie trilogy. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited uh, for what they say about it. And tomorrow, my theme on this podcast will be um, movies that were well reviewed but we don't like. So that will be an interesting topic. Um, so yeah um, definitely look forward to that German listeners um, well again thank you so much it was just a great 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 fun 
and um, I will um, I will talk to you uh, very very soon. I will send you a link and everything, and you will send me the links to all your stuff so I can yeah link it and everything. And I think the episode has gone on for a long long time. So I guess all we can do now uh, say is is goodbye. Also, please, please visit the site um, oliverzeidonmusic.com. Uh, the composer does the intro and outro music for my podcast. He is incredibly talented. When you want good music for your projects, go to him. He's great. Visit his website. I will also link it down below. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of this. Um, Thank you. Bye. <laughs> tschüss. <laughs> Bye and tschüss out there as well. Have a great evening. Have a great time. And yeah. Thank you so much. This was Fans About Films. Bye.